Good evening, everyone. Welcome to Modern Day Debate. Tonight's debate, Flat versus Globe. Tonight we've got Mark Reed, Leo Phileas, Kyle, and Mercedes to debate that exact topic. Going first tonight will be the Globe side. Mark, the floor is all yours. Thank you so much, Justin. I'll just share my screen to get my presentation. Just let me know when I am good to go. Uh, so thank you, Justin, for moderating my partner, the amazing Leo Phileas. And thank you to the people in the audience for giving me your time. And thanks to our interlocutors, Kyle and Mercedes, for being here. So Flat Earth is a relatively new conspiracy theory, laden idea that doesn't fit with the observations that people have made about the observable constellations and physics that we see around us. Since ancient Greek days, we have known the Earth was spherical due to experiments they performed. And the more observations we have and the more physics we learn, it reinforces the knowledge that the Earth is not a flat stationary plane, but a rather a rotating oblate spherate with a radius of about 6,371 kilometers. Um, now, the reason, one of the reasons we know this is we have two different models, and only one of them holds to reality. And Flat Earth is a model, even though it's very, very unformed and sort of very, very uh, vague in its assertions. Um, the crux or the Southern Cross in particular is a massive problem for Flat Earth. And I'll be challenging my opponents to see how they explain how this works. Why can people in Australia look south um, as, as you can see from here, and see the Southern Cross like this, and people um, simultaneously can look south from South Africa and see the Southern Cross. Now, this is simultaneous. This is at the same time. Um, this is also true for people in South America. They look south and see the Southern Cross as well. There's been no uh, uh, explanation offered as to how it solved this conundrum, and my opponents need to explain how this would work. Now, this is the how it would work on the, um, the globe. works perfectly fine. This is on the flat Earth. does not work. Um, this is a time lapse taken from um, the circumpolar stars in the northern hemisphere. Um, they, they, it's it's in the United Kingdom. Note they're moving counterclockwise. If I can just start that, uh, yeah, they're counterclockwise. As you move farther and farther north, the stars get higher in the sky, and this is really important. Um, so this is from Alaska um, at Beluga Lake Observatory. As you can see, it's higher in the sky. As you approach the North Pole, the centre of this apparently flat Earth disk, the circumpolar stars rotate directly above you. Now, this is the Southern Hemisphere. Notice it's going clockwise. As you move further south, again, they get higher in the sky. And this is a shot from uh, Patrick Cullis at a research station in the Antarctic. Note that you see a LIDAR beam there that measures atmospheric conditions. Um, now, the stars are directly overhead, and that's important. Um, why doesn't the circumpolar stars appear this? Uh, why do they appear this way? Um, this is how it works on a globe. Um, there's northern hemisphere, equator, southern hemisphere. Um, and this is how it works. So as you look north, and that's why they get higher the further north you go because of the curvature of the Earth. And this is looking south. And notice how they're going in different directions. And as you move south, they get higher in the sky. Now, here's the problem for the uh, flat Earth model. When you actually get to the North Pole, the stars should be above you. But that's not what we see from the Southern Hemisphere. We see them out here instead. So really, there should be three sets of circumpolar stars. But for some reason, when you go north, those stars go down and those ones are, are not present, um, even on the Southern. So it just does not work on a flat earth and there's nothing you can do to make it work. 
Um, this is a flight, one's from LAX to Tel Aviv, the other is Sydney to Johannesburg. They're approximately the same travel time and approximately the same distance. Note the curve, especially the uh, um, um, LAX to Tel Aviv uh, thing. Why are they flying in a big curve? They're not. It's a straight line they're flying in. They're actually flying in a straight line. When you spread it out flat, it looks like the lines are curving, but in reality, the, the pilots are just following a direct line over the curvature of the Earth. Now, note they're almost exactly the same distance. Well, you know, roughly the same distance, um, roughly the same time. But on a flat Earth, we've got a problem. One is significantly longer than the other. So I will be asking my opponents how these planes fly twice the speed without referring to any magic or miracles to make them fly twice as fast. And I'd be looking forward to the response of the explanation of how this actually happens. Um, now, so I've got three major questions out of this. How can the Crux constellation be seen at the same time south of both Africa and, and south of Australia? Um, explain why circumpolar stars are rotating in the wrong direction of looking south at different places on the Earth. Explain why the um, the circumpolar stars in the northern hemisphere are directly over you when at the North Pole. Um, explain why flights deviate so far from a straight line on a flat map, but why the flight time is half the distance for about the same time. So I'll look forward for the questions and thank you very much. All right. Thank you, Mark. Leo, you may continue from there. So I, I don't really have much to say. I think Mark, despite not citing all of the evidence, because there's just so much of it cited enough, and that's all you ever really need to do to show that obviously the flat earth, it, it doesn't work. It, it, it This does not align with anything that we understand about our reality. Also, I just, I don't even know what to say anymore. There's so many people have done so much to show how this is wrong in so many ways that I probably couldn't even fathom attempting that at this point, these, these kinds of debates are really just a game that we play. And sometimes it's kind of fun to play it. And that's why I'm here. Um, I, I'm not really expecting to hear or see anything that even remotely comes close to showing that the earth is flat. And one of the big, for me specifically, cause I, I like, I study physics, physics is kind of particularly cosmology. The thing that, that I, that I'm very much interested in. I'm not going to say I do it cause I don't, I'm not a professional, unfortunately. Um, the big thing for me is just general relativity. You'd have to overturn general relativity if you wanted the Earth to be flat because when you get enough mass contained in enough space, its gravitation is going to pull inward equally at every point on its surface. And any, anybody should know that that's going to give rise to a particular shape. And this is why stars and planets and large enough um, asteroids are spheroidal because of their gravity. So the big thing for me is that one of the most consistently confirmed models that we have ever developed for describing reality that does so almost perfectly would have to be overturned for the Earth to be flat. Now, I just don't fathom that happening. Is it possible? Perhaps. But is it likely? I don't think so. And I'll just, I'll just leave my thoughts there. All right, great. Uh, so right before I give the floor over uh, to Kyle and Mercedes, I'll just remind everybody to go ahead, hit that like and subscribe button for me. We've got over 250 people watching live right now, which is fantastic, and we love your support. Um, but 18 likes makes me feel we're doing something wrong. So let's feel some love over here for our debaters, all right? Um, Kyle, uh, Mercedes, uh, the floor is yours. Whoever would like to. Go yeah, first. I can go first because he has a uh, awesome presentation that he's putting together. I just wanted to quickly 
uh, reply to Leo really quick that uh, Nikola Tesla was actually one of the first people to challenge and pretty much overturn the theory of relativity. So that's just an interesting tidbit there. Um, I'm Mercedes Pyatt. I'm new to the channel. I'm also known as The Great Awakening. And to give some insight to people, um, I've always kind of been curious and interested in conspiracies since I was pretty young. But I grew up on Stargate SG-1. I grew up on Atlantis. I grew up on Sliders. I grew up on Sci-Fi. I was really huge into uh, just basically sci-fi and science and space travel and aliens. Um, but in 2020, I had a friend go flat earth and I didn't take it super serious when I was sent the documentary to watch it until my dad turned flat earth <laughs> and he's my sci-fi buddy. So once he went flat earth, I took the CS Lewis approach. I called it and I tried really hard to disprove the flat earth. And by that way, I mean, I went and I started watching all the flat earth stuff from people like Eric DeBay, ODD TV, and a lot of the well-known flat earthers that are out there. Um, I was, hoping to dismantle every single argument I found. And one of the first things I found that really struck me was the CEO of YouTube basically saying that she's not going to allow the flat earth stuff to be at the top. She was going to push it all to the bottom and only the debunk videos were going to be allowed to the top, like Professor Dave, for example, who's not actually a professor, by the way. Um, and so I built my knowledge on flat earth from 2020 to 2023 i became a flat earther in 2020 um no one really can really even become it because we're all flat earthers anyways i think i've heard that said many times now but one of the biggest red flags to me was nasa uh, i think that's one of the biggest red flags to anyone um i went to their website first i went to their foias back when they were a little bit more reachable and i found probably about over 40 documents saying about the earth being flat and non-rotating and that was a big red flag to me because they were based off of missiles, flight plans. And I've actually got some of them here today. Um, and one of the biggest proofs to both me and my husband, who also joined me on this and wanted to be an astronaut when he was a kid. So like I said, every flat earther that you're going to find was once really big on space <laughs> in the globe, um, was the seven mile bridge in the Florida Keys and the Suez Canal. Because the seven mile bridge, uh, sh you should see, it's 32, there should be 32 feet of no noticeable curv curvature because of the seven mile radius of the bridge. So there's no noticeable drop and curve at all when you see the seven mile bridge. And it's the same thing with the Suez Canal. It was not built with any curvature in mind because it was built a long time ago. And it combines both, both the Mediterranean Sea and the Red Sea. And it's a continuation of two seas put together and completely disproves any potentiality for there to be a globe uh, for the earth. Um, when people say they don't understand how like flat earth can have level water, we're not talking about under the water where there's obviously hills and valleys, because that's normal. Where What we're talking about is when you pour like a bunch of water onto a floor, and if your floor is like slanted, it's going to go straight towards the slant and try to flatten out. It's going to go to where the level is of, of that room. It's not going to stay up on a slant. It's not going to try to stay up here. Um, if it was a drip, it would. Why? Because it's more oxygenated. So when you have tons and tons of water in one area, it's not so much. And that's why we have things like lakes and rivers, and they're always flat when you measure across them and around them and through them. Um, one great example of this was the Concave Earth documentary. Everyone from that documentary disappeared, which is kind of strange. Um, but they did a laser test over large distances to prove the fact that they were 
trying to actually prove the globe, which is interesting. And they actually uh, did distances between buildings and found that they were equivalent to each other across uh, the lake between Michigan, um, Michigan and Chicago, a building from Michigan to Chicago. And they were exactly the same across instead of being different. So it completely disproved what they were talking about. So their, their logic has been wrong from time to time um, about the globe. And another thing that I like really wanted to point out was he was saying, I think it was Mark. Yes. Mark was saying that there hasn't really been like a big thing for flat earth before. And this is all new. Well, the Gleason map came out in 1892. And before that, or actually after that too, the CBS, CBS's air map came out in 1943. And both of those are based on a flat earth, not a globe. And before that, you had every civilization across this earth that believed in a flat earth from the Mayans to uh, the Japanese. They all have, I could even show it too, but I'm sure Kyle's got a presentation. I'm sure he might have a picture that comes up about it. But every single civilization across the earth literally had a depiction of what they perceived to be as a flat, non-rotating earth. And all, the only Greeks that believed that the earth was round were heliocentrists. They were the ones that were following a religion of the mystery religions. And the Greeks at the other Greeks at the time and other people at the time thought them foolish. That's we were even taught that in school. They were the outcasts. They were not someone that everyone just agreed with. That's why flat earth lived on for so long. That's why we have so many maps of the flat earth model going way into the future, all the way up to the 1900s, because people believed the earth to be flat for such a long time until NASA came along. And uh, what's funny is a lot of people say, oh, well, how can it be all these people? Well, well, my funny thing is, is that just look at the other space stations, because the Chinese space station, they're funny to watch. Like they use stop motion. They do not have good CGI like NASA does. So when you see, you can see the green green screen glitches so much better. They just they can't keep up. So when people say that, well, what about the other countries? Yeah, go look at the other countries. You'll believe then. Really, you will. And the other thing. OK, cool. The other thing I just want to quickly wrap up then is uh, people always ask, why the lie? That's the biggest one, right? Well, I have a kind of different answer than what most flat earthers give. Um, I mean, we should know that they do lie. You look, look at the UN, WEF, One World Government Summit that just happened in 2020. I watch their videos pretty extensively, even their newer ones. And they don't just say by 2030, you'll own nothing and be happy. They also openly talk about like depopulating all of us. <laughs> so they have an obvious agenda uh, that's pretty well known now. It's pretty viral across the internet. I think everybody has seen those videos now. So it's like, we know that they want to get rid of us. And every, okay, I'm almost done. No worries. Everyone thinks money is king. Um, but I would just say that it's actually the product or benefit of uh, power and control. So their main thing is power and control. That's what they need to maintain for the systems they've put in place today. Um, which is stuff like consumerism, factory farming, mega corporation, because if nothing means anything and you're just on a spinning ball floating in outer space, then it's easier to consume. It's easier to convince people that they're not where they're at, that they're not connected with who they are and that nothing means anything. So just buy, buy, buy. Um, and that's what they've sold us. And the more disconnected you are, the more you're going to, you know, just do whatever the leaders say, which is what they want. And George or people like George Orwellian and Huxley pointed out that this was the way it was going to go. Um, so I think those are just some good points to look at. And I will hand it over to Kyle.
All right, Kyle, she ate a couple seconds of your time there, so that's okay. That's turn okay. that playback speed up to 1.25, and let's go. Well, I really enjoy hearing from different flat earthers. I've never met Mercedes yet, and I'm like, oh, a new flat earther that I'm not aware of. Yes, and so I'm pretty excited about that. And, uh, you've very well spoken, so I really look forward to uh, hearing more about you and uh, in the future. Anyways, uh, I really liked your your description of proofs. Flat Earth, we're all about scientific proof. That's what we do. That's our bread and butter. And last time I checked over here with Mark Reed and Leo, neither of them believe science proves anything unless something's changed since last time I talked to them. And so uh, I think it's kind of odd that they're coming to a debate when they don't believe they have any kind of scientific proof for a globe whatsoever. But for me, when it comes to, to Flat Earth, uh, some of the really, really big ones that really opened the eyes to a lot of people was something as basic as the Bedford level experiment. We, and rather than looking at the lights on our ceiling, oh my goodness, you know, rather than looking at the lights on the ceiling, we like to actually look at the earth itself. And some of the biggest ways that flat earth gets straw manned out there immediately is like when you look at a flat earth model, the globe earthers, they like to straw man it by eliminating the atmosphere. Act like there is no atmosphere on the earth whatsoever. And also act like there is no firmament over the earth whatsoever. And so you'll see that time and time again. And so with with Mark Reed's, uh, one of his opening slides, he's over there claiming that you should be able to see Polaris from all places on earth at, at a single time. But that's obviously not true because we have clouds and atmosphere and I call it atmospheric opacity, but where the atmosphere can block your view of how far things you can see. But um, anyways, that's kind of, Get into another thing. I'll save that for a little bit sooner, or yeah, for the open discussion. But my whole thing on proof is just kind of with observations like the Bedford level ex experiment, and we do this time and time again with things like the Black Swan of uh, being able to see, being able to see too far on a globe. We should have a limited range of vision because the Earth is going to curve away from us. And now, with both. Flat earthers and a lot of the globe earthers out there that will acknowledge the atmosphere, we can know that there's, it comes down to like two major claims with things like the Chicago skyline observation. Uh, flat earthers will say, yes, we can see that very clearly. And that proves uh, this observation of being able to see too far proves that the earth is flat. But then the rivaling claim is, oh, well, the we can only see that because of refraction, refraction in there. That's one of the times that they actually acknowledge that we live in an atmospheric environment. And uh, the Globe Earth claim is that uh, refraction is extending our range of view. The Flat Earth claim is that refraction is limiting our range of view. And so when we actually put that to the test right there, that's our, our key observation. Is refraction extending our range of view or is it limiting our range of view? And when we go out in there and test it we do our test our, our laser experiments in the dead of winter in the cold of night when we can get the least amount of refraction and that's what makes those so significant is going out there and doing that and it's these kind of observations that really prove it okay they, they prove it and i've got a share screen if i have time uh okay i got 90 seconds to share screen uh Let's try.
Okay, so this is the this right here is the Skunk Bay weather observations, and you see it uh, in the very beginning. It, tell, it tells you the time early in the morning. It's nice and cold, and you can see pretty far with uh, these Skunk Bay observations. But as the weather starts to warm up over time, it, the you can visually see the atmosphere, sorry, the refraction limiting your range of view, which is exactly what the, the flat earth predicted. Refraction limits your range of view rather than extending it. So that's my, I think my biggest proof right there. Thank you. All right, thank you very much, Kyle. Uh, yeah, so we're about to head into the open discussion. Before we do that, I'm going to remind everyone once again, hit that like, hit that subscribe button. Modern Day Debate hitting 162,000 subscribers uh, before the end of the year, which uh, I happen to know was about 22,000 subscribers, more than we expected. Uh, so thank you, for everyone, for all that support. Uh, it's, it's frankly just crazy and fantastic. I am creating a database of Super Chats right now as I speak to you. Uh, so if you guys have questions for our debaters at the end, make sure you get those super chats in. And uh, we're going to open up the floor to uh, open discussion for 50 minutes, setting the timer. Uh, by all means, folks, have fun. I guess we should start open since you finished first. So um, I, I, I heard a lot of conspiracy theories from you, Mercedes, that um, that one in particular that sort of says you will own nothing and be happy. That was never endorsed by the World Economic Forum. It was actually a uh, in a summit. It was a talk done, but it wasn't something being endorsed. So you, you've sort of got hold of a conspiracy theory there, not understanding what the actual talk and the originating essay was about. It's a what if scenario, a hypothetical if we had complete socialism and nobody owned anything or communism, I guess, um, what would that? Well, they look put like? it on their Twitter. They put it on their Twitter yeah, page. They announced. They announced the talk, right? Though they right. announced that their talk beginning. They never endorsed the contents of that talk as something worth doing. So you've sort of you're sort of pointing to a hypothetical that was brought up in a World Economic Forum based upon a essay that was given that wasn't actually what they were doing. It's just a hypothetical. Because the World Economic Forum is a whole bunch of different interests that come together and talk about hypotheticals and, and things. So this is, well, this is actually, just an example. Of I think I said this, but I actually based it off the fact that I you can watch their channel on YouTube. They have their own well, channels. So when I, if I just you let me it, finish, I, if, if oh, you let me finish, yeah. the, 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 the whole problem is that's not what the discussion is about. So I just want to point out these conspiracies and not what this discussion, it's, it's about flat earth. And well, sort of, that's um, that's true. But what I'm saying is that most yeah. people ask, why would they lie about flat Earth? Because those organizations would have to be involved in order for that to be the case, because they fund and help back a lot of those organizations. So my whole point was that you know I sit I sit there and listen to the World Economic Forum, the UN, and um, even the Government Summit of 2020. I'm not sure if you sat through that, but if you listen to them when they were talking about owning nothing and being happy, they did elaborate on what they were talking about. They did say what kind of system they do want for the future. That's what I was no. referring to. So I'm not talking about just no. some article. They actually spell out 
for 20, yeah, 30 this years. isn't what the debate is about. If we could get back but, on subject, it isn't it isn't the World Economic Forum that people say why are they lying about all of this. What they're talking about is all the space agencies throughout you're pushing the world. It, so they're talking trying to make the debate. Uh, excuse about me, Kyle. If you could let me finish. They're talking about all of the different space agencies throughout the world, like NASA, the Indian Space Agency, the Australian Space Agency, Canadian Space Agency, European Space Agency. The World Economic Forum or the UN does not actually give any information on, you know, the shape of the Earth or what what sort of space missions are doing. That would be the space agencies, including private space agencies like SpaceX and uh, Virgin. And who gives who gives funding? Who can gives fund? Who gives funding to them? Who gives funding to them? Um, uh, well, uh, the the World Economic Forum stuff, Go governments, not NASA. Yeah, there we go. Why. That's the yeah, point. Governments. Well, yes. this debate isn't about governments; Wait, it's about the shape why of the so Governments funded the internet too, and the internet works just fine. At least here in the United States, the government funded the building of the U.S. interstate highway system, which I'm pretty sure everybody has made use of in their lives. Sorry, Mark, you're not cool like us. <laughs> <laughs> but so I, you drawing out of the fact that NASA is funded by the government, mm -hmm. of course it is. It's a government agency, means nothing. Abolish NASA. The fact that the government funds it <laughs> literally means nothing. Yeah. To go from there to therefore we can't trust NASA is just an explicit non sequitur. You'd have to make the argument for why NASA being funded by the government would somehow mean that we can't trust NASA. And you haven't done right. that. Right. Well, well, first, actually, I did. I did say that NASA, when you go and you watch their videos and you look at their documents, they base everything off of flat, non-rotating Earth. When you go and watch their videos, you actually see them glitching out, like because they're using a green screen. You see them glitching out. You see them their harnesses i've gone and watched these videos myself i've gone to their actual website instead of just watching the documentaries that flat earthers put out there because i wanted to see for myself if those were actually legit because i was literally at that how do you point know these videos I... came from nasa because you can go to... they're from nasa yeah. you can go so, you can go so yeah, how do you know they're from nasa just repeating that they're from nasa isn't answering how you know that because it's from so it's specifically from their website i went to their how do you website. know that they it's have... their website and not like a spoof it's right you know how, do you know how easy it is to spoof what? a government website and make it look really official right but if it's gov if it's gov and there's nothing else after it, because i'm an it so i know how this works you you would have to make an alternative copy of the website and it would have to be slightly altered it could not be the same especially can you show me these if videos? it's gov I could show you these videos, yeah. And NASA has their own YouTube channel. Because I would like it, to a lot see of those it. are on there. I doubt well, that there's videos. Well, what we've got to also NASA keep in mind, we use a flat Earth model. What we also have to keep in mind that there is artifacting in some of these videos, and that's a conversation I had with Nathan Thompson. That you can point to artifacting within the videos. In fact, he demanded to see another video with artifacting, and when I showed one, someone actually sent to me a copy of the debate we had where he artifacted his eyes sort of flickered on and off like it was a glitch in the system because what you've got to remember is these are being sent from out of space through atmosphere so a lot of glitches and artifacting can happen in video and experts that look at them say hey that is artifacting so unless you are a video expert and i don't know what branch of it you you work in that's a very vague field because it's so broad um so yeah, I mean, you work in IT. How, how are we communicating right now? What does backhaul on, use? On Mars so there, the craziest artifact I've ever even heard What of. does backhaul use? Backhaul. What does it use? Well, first, I wanted to answer your first question, how we're communicating right now. 99% yeah. of um, international lines is actually in the ocean. It's not 
in satellites. Yeah, well, I don't know if it's ninety nine percent specifically, but that well, is. I never said it was. I, yeah, I never said yeah. it was. It uses light. Light is what we use. We understand how light works, and light doesn't work on a flat Earth. It basically you have the sun Why in the are sky, you to and you're claiming. Excuse me, Kyle. Flat? I have not finished speaking, Kyle. Try to have some decorum, okay? Try to have some class and stop interrupting people. Um, <laughs> because you basically, in order for the sun on a flat Earth to work, the light would have to attenuate significantly over the center of the Earth and expand on the sides in order to not be seen by people in the darkness on the southern hemisphere or the other hemisphere of the flat Earth or the other um, segment of the flat Earth. It does not work because light does not attenuate in that way. And we know that because we use light in order to transmit internet signals through fiber optic cables. We know this to be true. So if you shine a flashlight on a disc, Mm -hmm. you're telling me that light shouldn't be seen. I'm saying that the sun isn't a flashlight. Um, it's not one directional. But you, if you are like, have you have a camera in the um, darkened portion, you may not be in the main focus of light of the flashlight, but you will still see the light. You will still see the origin point of that bulb. Like, try it yourself. See yourself if you can still see the bulb from the darkened section of a disc. You still right. can. Well, you still can if I have a small disc and a big flashlight. Now, if I have a tiny flashlight, like one of those, you know, those little tiny clip-on ones that, that are just really small, and I put it on a disc, it'll light an area, but at a certain point, it'll stop because there's a theory, and I wish I had it written down right now, but, you can but there's a theory the about light that the, the further light. you get away, the further you get away from light, the darker it becomes. Mm-hmm. Inverse square law of light. Thank you. Um, yes. No, no. Um, light doesn't don't dark. believe in the inverse square law of light. Yeah, it doesn't become dark. That's, um, that's it it doesn't. Said. That's not what he don't said. But I, I also but, wanted to say to Mercedes, try really it yourself. If you can, you can that... still see the origin point. You can still see the origin point, even of a tiny little light okay, on a, that's on a because round you're, disc. Because you're totally the size of the light doesn't the matter here. It's going to be the luminosity of the source. Correct. So it doesn't matter if this thing is the size of a marble on your view. We already know what its luminosity is because I can look at it during the day. Again, well, that the problem much with light that, is not just going to disappear. And you're ignoring the, the The biggest, the biggest problem with that, yeah, the light won't disappear. But the biggest problem with that is it even says online, like you can Google this and it'll be on Harvard and everything else. Our line of perception, how far we as humans can see, is only about three miles, and that's about that's it. Great. So if you, you are trying to look at an object that's you know a little bit small. It, it's going to look like it's not there to you if it's far enough away. That's why when you're on a straight road, and I've been on a straight road in Texas before, and a car is three or more miles away from you, it starts getting smaller and smaller and smaller, and it disappears from the bottom up until you can't see it anymore, but it's still on that straight road. And if you took a zoom camera, you could actually zoom that whole car back in from top to bottom. It's easy. It, we can do that with boats. We've already proved that as well. Yeah, it's got nothing to do with what he said. Um, but you, you sort of mentioned the firmament, Kyle. I'd like to basically focus on that. How, what ex- what have you done to prove this firmament actually exists? What is it composed of? What are your calculations done on its effect on light? What what information can you offer us to in any way believe that this firmament is real at all? Okay, the existence of the firmament can come down to a lot of different things. I've I've done multiple videos on the firmament. Uh, I really so like what is what- it. Like Operation Fishbowl? <laughs> Operation Fishbowl is a great example of that. And so there's different things that confirm the existence of the firmament. One thing is like, okay, 
there's we have windows, right? And so we can detect a window is there without being able to when we can see through it, right? NASA yeah, just recently did one, didn't they? Didn't they huh? just do one? Have you touched? Wasn't the there just a have recent you, one? How, how I can't touch the It's kind of pretty there. high up in the sky. But I, I can touch my window, and I can I can do sort of do I'm test and, and so, make sure that a window is there. But you haven't actually said how you determined this is actually there. Okay. You've just claimed it's there again. Like you you're sort of comparing it to a window, which I can give you a breakdown of got, how we, we can mentioned tell a here there. Operation Fishbowl, where they tried to nuke the firmament and throwing. Mm. You know, so one thing we can detect a window here is by throwing things what? at it. Who no, tried to nuke the firmament? I did. It's who tried? Operation Fishbowl. Seriously, who did? Who's got a nuke and shot it? Because the thing is, if they did United that, States. they just lost a nuke. It's just gone in space now. Yeah, Which you, you're the funny thing is, like is that do you know how many missiles they've shot off for fun? They were high altitude nuclear tests. They weren't trying to nuke the firmament. They were just testing high altitude explosions of nuclear devices. That's all, Kyle. Yeah, and that does not in any way hold it. That does not in any way prove. Hang on, Kyle. That does not in any way prove that the firmament is real. That they carried out high at high altitude (laughs) nuclear tests does not in any way. Like the reason that they said they were doing that was to test the effect of a nuclear device detonate in high altitude. That does not show that a firmament is real. It just you shows that you think that a firmament is real. Anything. So I'm not really surprised that you um, say Yeah, I don't think that's a very good. Anything. Yeah, I don't think that's a very good argument at all. It's a, it's a basically a, a dodge because you can't actually answer what I'm well, asking. Well, I can, How prove, can you but prove? if you can't agree that cats eat food, then who are yeah, you to so, say that? Yeah, so Kyle, I'm not interested in not your proof. semantics. This I is can, just I rhetoric. Can this is just sophistry. Really, really basic and observable, but you just didn't most of what you believe you can't prove. You can't even There's... prove to me that everything happening right now isn't yeah, just a figment is of your imagination you because you you're a brain in a vat and, you and your, your brain is being whatsoever. stimulated by an agent outside of the reality that it's creating for yeah. you. And then that's why you interrupt because you don't, you don't want people to make salient points against what you're saying. Most of what you believe you, re- you received through induction, not deduction, if you know the difference Correct. between those. So... ブルーシーズイターンユーシュアリーユーシュアリーユーシュアリーユーシュアリーユーシュアリーユーシュアリーユーシュアリーユーシュアリーユーシュアリーユーシュアリーユーシュアリーユーシュアリーユーシュアリ
If we can ahead, see gravitational Thank you. So notice how Leo over here mentioned the word fact and said there's no proof, but a fact is proof. And so, yeah. Anyways, this whole thing on there's no proof is just nulling every definitive statement he's got. Every time he uses the word fact, null, void. Yeah, someone who does not believe in any kind of scientific proof has no business coming to a debate whatsoever because, yeah, they, they automatically forfeit. That's it. They have no points to make. All they can say is, I think this might be the case. I think that might be the case, but they have nothing to stand on whatsoever. So what do you think yeah. that means? So what this is mean, the Kyle Dodge. This is the Kyle Dodge. He doesn't want to actually discuss the points that are being brought up. So instead he goes to, hey, anything you say is null and void because I don't want to address the points that, that are actually being brought up. So from there, Kyle, we can falsify things. And some of the things that I brought up do falsify the flat Earth. So I had a number of questions. I had three questions. So maybe start on the circumpolar stars, well, for instance. Really well, really quick, could I actually... Hang on. Well, I'm still talking. Thank you. Um, the the circumpolar stars, can you please demonstrate how that works on a flat Earth and explain to us how why we see what we see on a flat Earth? Go for it. I don't understand the lights on my ceiling. Oh my goodness, all the lights on my ceiling, the shape of my ceiling, that proves the, the, what the shape of my floor is. That's your argument. Yeah, so that argument that you've just used is like saying, hey, you can't drive by looking at the road. You've got to look at your car because that's what you're in. That is no, basically you're, you're the argument. No, 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 no. I haven't finished talking, the, Kyle. Kyle, Kyle, what is wrong with you? Why can't I talk? Is... I let you talk. Why can't I talk? The idea that we can tell what situation we are observing, the things that are happening around us, is very clear in science. We, we do this all the time. Just like you drive and look at the road to tell what position you are in relative to the road, we can tell what position and what shape the Earth is relative to the stars and how they move around us. We've been doing this for ages. So just sort of dodging and go, well, don't look at the sky. Don't look at that evidence. Don't look at it. Just shows you can't explain it. I brought proof. I brought proof. What I proof? came to this thing with proof. You didn't. There what do go. you mean by proof? Uh, what do I mean by proof? Observable yes. proof. And so, yeah. Uh, well, you just so used the word again. So observable was a word that wasn't proof. So observable you, proof yeah. is observable. So finish yeah. that for me. When it comes to proof, it's talking about fact-based evidence. And so this is... Okay. Something that's yeah, more. then science does prove things. If that's oh, what we mean by under that definition, science yeah. does now. prove things. What? It said you believe science proves things now. Under that uh, definition, well, it, it really yes. depends. It, yeah, it really depends on what you mean. But I have a question for Kyle about the firmament. Just a really simple one. Is the firmament a physical thing? Yes. So what is it made of? What constitutes the firmament? No, I don't. I don't know what it's made out of. It's transparent. Yeah. <laughs> Why couldn't we go? Do you think theoretically we could go up and measure it and figure out what it's made of by taking samples and then studying them, like we do? Maybe I don't know. Maybe samples I don't know. of the Earth. Perhaps so. Well, if people have done that, then why don't like physicists say, "Oh yeah, the firmament's real, and here's how it works, and here's what it's made of"? It's why in the they, encyclopedia. Do, do you not think? 
Do you it's not think old, it's in that the physicists would be like the first to want to know oh, what this physical thing is that we've never seen before and we, we've never observed before and right, figure it out? Is, Isn't that so, kind of their no. jobs? When it comes to like launching rockets and stuff, that would be NASA and NASA's a proven liar. SpaceX so, does that. Yeah, they're the ones trying India to does cover it. this China up. does it. Sweden does it. The United Kingdom does it. Like, there's a lot yeah, of And they all work together. Rockets. They all work together. They're on the May same I just, and prove that. May I just Can quickly prove that? May I just quickly point out one thing that it is yeah. in the encyclopedia in the old encyclopedia. I actually have the video where yeah, it yeah, shows the encyclopedia. I believe but it's from the, 18, the 1800s yeah. and it yeah. says yeah. how high up the dome is. Yeah, the yeah. 1800s. Uh, in the encyclopedia, so is fairies really and well. unicorns and Bigfoot is in the encyclopedia. Why would they why well. would they why would they put up how high the dome is? How would they because be, that's what be they thought at the that. time. We're talking like over 200 years ago. Why, why would we take that as scientific, like current scientific understanding? Well, because they I also don't know thought, how much... They also much... thought about medicine that we had four humors yeah. and that you could cure well, people by, you know, exhaling smoke they, in they their face say and that. things. They say that, but how, how much uh, research have you guys done into the world fairs? Because so if you, you don't look see back, doctors? If you look back in the 1800s, for some yeah. reason... The technology looks extremely advanced, and they try to say that it was time That's travelers. It. But if How you look at things, from if you look at things, then. wait, wait a second. If you look at things like Holy the World yeah. Fairs, they had technology. They had things like moving sidewalks. They had lights that were working without wires. They had advanced technology. They were even talking about babies and incubators. Based this is provable. <laughs> provable. Have you been so, watching the Jetsons or something? They did not have that technology no, back I then. I don't need to. My yeah. point is, they they talked about AI in the 1800s, and then yet it just became a thing now. No, my point is, they had. They had I, I don't yes, know where you get this information, Mercedes. Could you give me some uh, sort of references yes. that show yeah, that they yes. had? These look up, miraculous look up the scientific world fairs. things. Look up the world fairs before they destroyed yeah. all the so old world what, technology. Look what the world up. fairs were, what the world fairs were, were they were an exhibition of the most um, amazing scientific discoveries of the age. One was held at Ice Palace in the United Kingdom, um, where they showed off it was an expo, or what would modernly be called an expo, to mm -hmm. show off the best technology at the time. Now, they didn't have anything like what you're describing, like sort of they may have been able to sort of do things that were not. How can you say that without time. looking excuse at me, it? Excuse me. Excuse me. They they might not be. They might have been able to do things that weren't normal for the average person at the time, but they certainly didn't even come close to today's technology. That's just false. That's just 100 percent false. Dismissal. Hand wave dismissal. That's uh, not a dismissal. Well, I mean, you, I mean that's that is a dismissal. dismissal. <laughs> exactly a dismissal. Well, no, it's not because if they well, did have all this technology, we would have found it in all of the ruins and archaeological sites dating back to the 1800s, and we don't. Like, there's no records of them having dismissal. airplanes. They, they weren't they sending admit... flights from fucking New York to London. That's not how you got from oh, New York triggered. to London. You sailed. In fact, it was sailing all the way up into the, like, early, mid-1900s. <laughs> And then and you're right. there you are be, definitely there right would be about things the left thing. over from <laughs> that technology lie. in that period. Yeah, from that technology in that period, if they had that technology in that period, and we find nothing. Even, of that. even it's exactly your... how we know that the Egyptians didn't have magical horns that could float rocks and stuff like that, like we hear from crazy hair alien guy and other people like yeah. him. Because if they did, we would have found stuff like that because they would have made a lot of them because that's even, really cool. And even your them. modern, even your modern archaeology is saying things like they had that Egyptians were 
giving things like vaccines and had needles and different things that they said shouldn't have existed back then. They are Certain finding types of immunizations things. did exist back then, and that's not actually surprising. The okay, Egyptians like to share my knew about the Pythag knew about what we know as the Pythagorean you know, theorem. Actually address, could I please, could I please share my screen, Justin? Absolutely. Can I please share my screen? Okay, so this is an example of one of the um, whoops. Yeah, the, the most oh, technological things. That's a fax machine. That's right? not so one of the most technological things. 18... I can show you something better. <laughs> okay, go for it. I, I would love to see. Um, that's um, 1851, and that's a fax machine, basically a telegraph signal that would, would print out what it recorded. So uh, telegraph, if you're familiar with sort of dot, dots and dashes like, like Morse. Um, so that's a chemical telegraph. Pre precursor fax machine. That's the level of technology that we're actually dealing with. I'm actually you have trying something to pull you it up wanted right to now. show as well, Nice if we could actually address my proof yeah, that I put in the up. beginning. Yeah, I, I don't know what you mean by proof. If you just mean facts, right, I've got a definition here. Excuse me, Kyle. I'm you talking. asked a question, you I'm just, just answering no, it. It's evidence sufficient. No, to I didn't. No, I did not ask a question. Because I don't know I said, what you mean by you, proof, and so I just uh, gave you a Justin, definition. Justin, can we please mute Kyle? Because seriously, he's just jumping in over the top of people. Yeah, um, Kyle, you're so having a what great I, time, and I love that. But Kyle, go or sorry, Mark, go ahead and finish what you. So were what I said was, I don't know what you mean by proof. That is not a question. What I said is, I don't know what you mean by proof because under the definition you gave for proofs, scientific science does give facts supported by evidence, so it does give proof. So under your your definition, it does. And I was using proof in, in roughly the same way, colloquially. So yes, it does. I can share my screen now too, if you guys are. Ready? I'd love to see it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd love to see it. Okay. Let me just pull this up. I think that's the right one. Yes. Okay. So this is an example of uh, the Chicago World Fairs right here. And so this whole structure that you guys see, they try to say it was built in just about 20 or so years. And this is this is like made out of almost complete gold. And I'm going to tell you right now, they destroyed this entire thing. This was this was in Chicago. This was in St. Louis. This was all across the earth. These exact same structures that we cannot rebuild today. These were all there and they literally destroyed them. Let me ask you one question. Why would they destroy that? Um, I, I just have a question to ask. Where's the technolo technologically advanced stuff? Because you said it was technologically advanced, and that this is proves things that it. Pe Excuse this... me, I'm talking. I'm talking. I'm answering I'm talking. you. I know I'm talking. I'm, I'm talking. It. Um, so, well, I, I have a clarifying thing. Because people have been able to build buildings since before time. We can build way bigger buildings. Look at the skyscraper in uh, Abu uh, uh, Dubai. It is way bigger and way more sophisticated than anything you're showing here. Uh, I can show you. I can you. show you some of the technology and the baby incubators too, but it would take me a minute to pull it up. I, I believe we may have gone off point slightly. Yeah, I don't yeah, know. Absolutely. Having trouble <laughs> tracking. Um, okay, now no one wants to. Where the technology the world use comes into somehow the means earth. the earth is flat. <laughs> yeah, that's where I'd like to kind of go back and focus in on this whole observation of being able to see too far and about refraction and how refraction limits our range of view, not extends it. Sure. Uh, if you could, after that, if you could explain how circumpolar stars work as I've asked, would be great. Thank you. 
Right. Well, Carly Sunshine did a great example of that on uh, demonstrating how we can see one rotating light and they went to a, a big, uh, it was a fish tank. They went into, they went and saw this big fish tank out in South Carolina and they had a, just a phone light and they're just kind of rotating that around. But if you looked around on this circular fish tank, you could see that same rotating light all the way around the thing, like different versions of it. So there's, you can see it over to the right, you can see it to the left, you can see it in the back. And I think I counted like 10 different so times. Are you could... claiming that some of the stars that we see in the Southern hemisphere are reflections? Is that what you're claiming? I, it's a possibility. I don't claim to know everything. Well, I'm about... asking you what it is, not what it possibly could be, because that okay. doesn't well, tell then my me direct anything. It could be right magic now. lights that fairies put in the right sky to make know. you um, make you think. You it don't know, you have no idea. Before. It's well, the thing is that based, based just on like he didn't model, know what the firmament was made out of. No, there's, exactly. so there's a I don't thing have with... to know the answer to everything. I don't claim to know the answer to everything. I'm exactly. not NASA who demands I know oh, everything. But the problem is that you're like saying that. these things are real and these things exist, but we know nothing about Correct. them. Nobody knows anything about them or how they work. Then that not leads me to believe that maybe you're just you know, like ad hoc throwing things nothing. in there to rescue yeah. some idea that you have that's clearly false. Yeah, yeah. You just saying. I mean, it does seem like a rescue device to me. Like you, you have this firmament to say why light behaves in a strange way um, that you're just throwing in there. And now that you know, when we say, "Hey, what's it made out of?" You, you don't know because you've just made it up. Well, I would say, I would say, I would argue that NASA does the same thing because when they came out with a theory of gravity, how long did they keep it a theory of gravity? It was still a theory of gravity in my. The theory of gravity came out before NASA was even a thing. Right, and so does every cosmologist too at universities that have nothing to do with NASA. So what does that matter? What it matters is because. Every cosmologist, why it matters, Miss Radius, please. I'm coming in again. Um, I, I really think Leo was going to drive this conversation forward. I'd like to hear what he had to say, and then Mercedes, if you want to reply to it, I'm fine with that. Yeah, I'm just wondering. So first off, the theory of relativity, um, there's, there's two parts of it. One part came before the other part, because the second part, Einstein didn't have quite the mathematical aptitude for it and that's why he had to work with other people like Ricci and Riemann to help develop the math that is used to describe curvature in space-time which is what gravity is um that th has nothing to do with NASA I don't care that NASA uses it because literally every cosmologist and astrophysicist on the planet is also using it I fucking speak why. on behalf of every cosmologist yeah you, uh, well, I can speak on behalf of them because general mouth. relativity is like one of the most important tools in the cosmologist's tool belt. And not we would understand I, I... three quarters of what we understand about cosmology if we didn't have general relativity. So I, I can speak of... on behalf of all cosmologists because no, somebody can't. who studies cosmology, you've actually I understand how... I understand how prolific cosmology, um, or rather general relativity, is in cosmology. Well, perhaps you could find an example of a cosmologist that doesn't use it, Kyle. Could you give us a cosmologist that doesn't use it, I would like to Can reply I... to Leo really fast. All right, let's let Mercedes reply, and then I believe Mark had a really good question. This was my main point. My main point is that you guys are saying that everything that we're talking about is based off of theory. When I am saying that just because everyone uses your theory, it's still a theory. What so do you mean the, by theory? The yeah, gravitational what do you mean by theory? theory. It's a theory. 
Yeah. Yeah, but what do you mean by the word theory? When you say theory, what do you mean by that? What idea do you have in your head? It's usually based off of a hypothesis. No, hypothesis and theory are different. A hypothesis is what you have before the observations have confirmed the predictions. Well, yeah, but you base a theory on the hypothesis. You base a theory off a hypothesis. There is no prediction. There is no prediction that general relativity is made that has come false. Not one. Yes. Not ever. But um, what you've Nikola got to Tesla would disagree with you. Yeah, and Nikola well, like Tesla to, wasn't a I'd like to, I would I'd like, like to, to hear contribute. the question Mark had. Yeah, Sorry. so um, I was saying to, to Kyle, but I, I'd like to comment on that first, that a theory is the graduation of a hypothesis after it has been um, robustly tested and found to be um, not able to be falsified by scientists. So it is the highest graduation of any idea within science. It is... Um, like the germ theory of disease, right? It, it is has been vigorously tested and shown to be true. That is what a theory is in science. So it doesn't mean sort of like we say, hey, I have a theory about this movie star cheating on her husband. That's not what it means. It means the highest graduation. There is no higher thing that we have a confidence in than a theory in science. It is the highest status that an idea can get to. Now, my question for Kyle is maybe you could find a cosmologist that doesn't use these theories in their work. Oh, okay. Uh, I think what comes down to though, I can name like different cosmologists, but I'm afraid you're going to just move the goalposts and do a a no true Scotsman on the matter and say that, oh, that's not really a cosmologist. And so I consider myself a cosmologist. But you're going to you say, mean oh, flat you're earthers? not a true cosmologist and just no, no true Scotsman, are you? Well, I mean, somebody... Say, I'm well, not well, a cosmologist. When, when Leo's talking about cosmologists, he's talking about people with a degree in cosmology or astronomy. Like people oh, okay, that so there's work, the no true Scotsman. Okay, okay, just, just one second. That's, that's not, not a no true Scotsman. Scotsman. That is that's not a, a cosmologist if you know if it's not a in the field or teaching Yeah, so if I could just if I could just finish, Kyle, you're being very disruptive and interrupting all the time. I think it's because you're really afraid to answer You're very slow and long-winded. Well, I, I'm trying to, you know, it, it's just, I don't, I think about yeah, what I say. We have say a short, and, limited and like amount of time. I actually um, want to get something in. So I make kind of so, comments here. So it's not of no true Scotsman because this is what Leo was referring to in the first place, that you misunderstand what he means by cosmologist is not his problem and it's not a fallacy he's committing. Okay, oh, you that's don't understand. Big, big attack right there. Wow. Okay. So my big point is I don't have to know everything in order to know something exists. I don't know how many different blood types an elephant has. And, and I can still know that an elephant exists. Correct. I don't know how many chromosomes an, ele- an elephant has, but I can still know that elephants exist. Okay. And so there's a lot how? of different little things about elephants. How do you that show that elephant exists? I still know they exist. And the same thing can apply for the firmament. I don't know exactly what it's made out of, but I can still observe it being there. But I actually how? watch the explosions that hit against it, like water balloons, and they have this big... <laughs> what? That's one thing. And then the, the other thing... Are you throwing water balloons at the firmament? And so the other videos I really got into on the firmament and the existence of the firmament uh, are going to go into skywave technology and uh, being able to bounce radar off of it and being able to bounce uh, no, radio No, that's off the off ionosphere. That. That's been a really strong thing. And then the further proof on that is going to be uh, the vacuum effect. Mark Sargent's big proof of the firmament was the vacuum effect. And so, yeah, outer space is kind of... That sounds curious. What's that? Yeah, the vacuum effect is a really interesting one. Uh, just how uh, outer space is an impossibility because it would end up just launching everything up. The... How would it launch things? How does it create that force? 
How does it create that first? Okay, gas expands in a vacuum. Do you agree? In a, in a vacuum under no other influences, yes. Gas expands in a vacuum, right? Under no other influences, yes. Okay, so yeah, the whole outer space vacuum thing is just like extreme, extreme vacuum. Like no, no man has ever created a vacuum that intense. Four hydrogen particles per according square meter. That's according to yeah, a lot of things. That's according there. to so, cosmologists again. Claim, so study space time. The the extreme intensity of that would just uh, cause the gas to expand and overcome gravity, and so yeah, but that gas isn't under uh, is under other influences like gravity. The gas, uh, yeah, but if you put like a, a vacuum chamber above your head, and then you pop the seal on it, that that the gas is still going to rush right in there. Yeah, right? because there's a difference of pressure in Earth's atmosphere. In yeah, so there's a difference in pressure. Yeah, but the okay, and so Earth's atmosphere. It's going to it's not a vacuum. Earth's atmosphere is not a vacuum. Yes, thank you. Okay, but that gas is going to expand outward, and so yeah, it kind of gets into a lot more than just that. But yeah, we could get into the whole stars. And, and what what happens when the gas goes into that container that you're talking about, a vacuum? What what happens to the gas? What happens to the gas? Yeah, in the container when you pump it out. When, oh, no, no, no. When you, you said you have a vacuum, you hold it above your head, you open it, all the gas goes into it. What happens to the gas in that container? When you let it into it, the gas expands into the container. And what does it do? It fills the container. Yeah, it equalizes. It, it pressure equalizes throughout the container, correct? Uh -huh. Is pressure equalized throughout Earth? Is the pressure equalized throughout Earth? Well, we have weather patterns, and the whole reason why the wind blows is because of unequal weather. Because of and when you go up in in altitude, the the gas pressure becomes, or the atmospheric pressure, more accurately to say, becomes lower, meaning that it's not equalizing. It's we still have you not heard of jet streams? Do you agree that jet streams? I have heard of jet streams. Yes, I've got no idea what that's got to do. Are you claiming that jet streams you make jet the streams are air? Not high excuse altitude? me, excuse me. Are you claiming that jet streams are making the air thinner and less sort of dense up the top and and denser down at sea level always and in a gradient? Is that what you're claiming? Jet streams are doing that. Is that right? I don't claim jet streams are doing that. I'm just pointing well, out. Why did you bring up jet streams up then? Pressure up high. It's not equal. See, this is what, why we say, hey, it sounds like you've just made something up. Because this this is sort of, you will bring up an answer to a question of, say, why is there a pressure gradient going up? And then you say, you've never heard of jet streams. And we say, well, I, how are jet streams doing that? I was asking you if you've never heard of jet streams because you're acting like it's all equal at high altitudes. But jet streams are wind factors at high altitude because of an imbalance of, of forces. It's not balanced. It's a, uh, but there is an atmospheric pressure gradient going up, correct? There is an atmospheric pressure gradient going up, yes. Right. So what is the reason for that? Because if your your example was if you open it up in a vacuum and what should happen, and we agreed what should happen is that the pressure should equalize through that container. Now, the pressure isn't equalizing through the container that you claim is Earth, right? So there's a pressure gradient. So we're asking you what the reason is for that. And you seem to be saying jet streams. That is not what I said at all. And so okay, I just said, so explain. Okay, I, I, I only brought up jet streams because jet streams are an example of non-equalized atmosphere at high altitude, why, which you did not why believe. Why are they non-equalized? We have a firmament, right? 
the, the earth is almost kind of like a sort of a snow globe. All of the, well, there shouldn't even be wind because it should all be equalized because it's contained and there aren't any forces adding into it because according to you, the earth, the sun isn't a star delivering massive sums of electromagnetic radiation to the earth and that the earth isn't rotating. So then what forces are continuing to create the disequalization? If we're contained Thank in you for asking the question. That's solid, a great question. all that air answer. should be perfectly equalized already and should have been long ago, but it's not. Okay. And under we your view, there aren't any forces the adding into it that could disequalize okay. it. So then why is answer, it around the Earth and about to explain flat Earth cosmology. Times. It's, the entire Earth isn't heated up at the exact same time. And so because of this change in temperature around the Earth, that ends up causing an expansion of gas and a contraction of gas. And this ends up creating imbalances, which ends up creating wind. And yeah, it ends up creating what's, uh, weather what's doing the heating up. up? What does the heating up? What does the heating up sunlight? Yeah, what heats up. up the gases? And sunlight is... That's one thing. That's not the only thing. But... Yeah, but sunlight is... What is sunlight? Sunlight is, sunlight is electromagnetic radiation. What's yes. emitting this electromagnetic radiation? And what processes create the electromagnetic radiation that is emitted? What does that have to do with anything? Well, well, you're claiming that the electromagnetic radiation emitted from the sun is heating things up, and I would agree with you, but on your Thank model, you. the sun isn't actually a star, and so it doesn't actually have nuclear processes occurring in its core that produce the electromagnetic kind of sorry, I haven't finished, that produce the electromagnetic radiation that would be delivered to the earth that heats it up. So on your model, what's heating it up? Where does the electromagnetic radiation come from and what processes are producing it? Again, you're just asking me something a question like, well, how many chromosomes is an elephant? I'm asking have? you how the sun works on your model. That's effectively what I'm asking. I don't know. Details about your- I don't know. Once again, oh, there's, there's a sun. There's how does a sun an elephant there, work? Not Elephants star, can't exist on your model because I don't right. know how right. right. an elephant has. So with that, I will, with that, I will, I will jump in. Um, that was that was a great exchange. Uh, look, we got about ten minutes left of open discussion, so I'm going to take two seconds of that right now. To, uh, once again, to thank everyone for coming out. Over 500 viewers watching us right now, so thanks everyone for your support. Let's hit that like button, subscribe. We also have a Patreon and a Discord channel as well. We're we're we've got all the services. We got you guys covered all over the place. Feel free to uh, reach out and participate. So. Uh, we've got 10 minutes left of open discussion Can approximately. Well, yeah, I'd like we to get bring into Mercedes super chats. In, yeah. um, and with that, Leo has a question for Mercedes. Uh, in, in your opening statement, you, you, mentioned, you mentioned they a lot. I was just curious. Who is they? That's kind of off topic a little. Well, but I'm you hear that from flat earthers. They're lying to you and well, they're covering true. it up. So I'll give it a few no, seconds and then we'll let ask his question. Yeah, it's not a good question. I did mention it one time and I mentioned it by saying some people have asked why would they lie? Because that's like a typical question. And a lot of times what they meant by they was like NASA or world leaders or people that would be of high influence that would know the truth. So that's why I brought that up, because that is something that is commonly asked to flat earthers by non-flat earthers. Okay. okay. Um, uh, something, a question that I had for you, Mercedes, is that you sort of brought up the uh, Seven Mile Bridge um, and sort of quickly looking up, because I was familiar with this one, that the, the towers, they're both vertical. Um, they're uh, 36 millimetres, um, which is 1.4 inches further apart at the top than the bottom due to the curvature of the Earth. Um, because they have to be 
Um, so how, how do are we you talking about the one in that? Florida Keys? Is it the one in Florida Keys? Uh, it's the Humber Bridge, apparently. I don't think that's the same one. Well, all, the one all I'm talking about is that are that big. Do that. The one that they're I'm talking they're... about was specifically the Florida Keys Bridge. And it's a seven mile bridge in Florida, which should have a 32 foot drop of noticeable curvature. And it doesn't. Um, I don't think you're using the right calculations there. Uh, I, I really uh, don't think so. theorem, the one that we all use. Well, Pythagorean theory is how you calculate a hypotenuse. It, it's not. It's not used for I, calculations of curvature. Also, Pythagorean theorem uh, takes on an entirely different form when you're in spherical geometry, as you would be when describing the surface of the Earth, which is a sphere. So, if you're using calculations in Cartesian space, where everything is flat. Sure, that would be right, but the Earth <laughs> isn't flat, so you have to use right. spherical geometry. So, yeah, that's why your calculations are off. Okay, well, then can you show me what your geometry says? No, I don't do geometry on the Earth. You should go talk to, like, a surveyor or somebody who's made a profession out of this because it isn't me. Okay, so when Kyle doesn't answer a pointed question like that, it's like, oh, all hats off to him. But when you guys can't answer a simple question about the, yeah, your own model, well, it's like, oh, well. We, show, we well, don't know that. Go a, ask an ex expert. Aren't you guys Walker supposed to be experts? The difference is that when Walker. Kyle says we don't... <laughs> sorry, go ahead, Mark. Yeah, well, Walker Bislin does a really good curve calculator that you can use, and it takes into account all of the variables. So I can certainly give you the, the website for that because he's actually done a lot of good stuff on, on uh, Earth curvature. Um, and, and so we, we sort of can point to where you can get the, um, the uh, information for this. Um, okay. And I can give you Walter Bislin's thing in the chat. I did want to say quickly, though, that when Kyle says that he doesn't know, it's because there isn't anyone that knows because the thing that he's saying we don't know in reference to, like his version of the sun and the firmament aren't real. Nobody knows what it's made out of because there isn't a thing called the firmament. It's not real. But when I say I don't know, it's not that there just is no answer like there is with Kyle. There is an answer. I'm just not the one who has it. So that's the difference there. I just wanted to define. Nasa knows everything. I just don't know everything those. that they know. Right? Well, he is he is being very modest because the I mean, only there is, people there are fighting theories. NASA are you two? Like neither of you. Leo, it's not just us two. It's not just us two. It's become very big. It's become. Yeah, it has become very big. But I will say this. I will say this though. The thing is, is that this was something that was believed for thousands of years. So arguably, this so model the idea existed that sperm before came yours. From the back of the spine. That what? And it doesn't. There's a lot of things that were believed for thousands that of years. That what comes like from God the back of the spine? Lightning, but it, it's a Muslim thing. They believe that sperm comes from the back of the like yes. the spinal cord or something. Okay, shit but like see, that. that's and religion. They, but, that's and my many, point. And many, it's all but comes that's, from that, that, that doesn't matter. The, what matters is it's a counter to your point when you said, "Well, people believe that the Earth is flat for thousands of years." Humans have believed a lot of very ridiculous right. and obviously right. false Based, things but, for a but very Leo, long time. Leo, 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 that was that based, an argument is right. just a fallacy. But the thing is, is that that was based off of a religion, whereas this is all the earth agreed. They had different religions. They had different no, beliefs. They, they came from different backgrounds. Yeah, they did. 
Yeah, they no, did. Some of them like, believed you, you, in God. You said something in their introduction oh, oh, where you, you saying, said that all of the... Are you saying that the Mayans had the same me. religion um, as the Japanese? No, 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 no. You what are. I'm saying, what I'm trying excuse to say you, is Mark. that You're you made this her. claim, um, excuse me, that, 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 that there was a claim that, that the Greeks all believed that the earth was flat, and that's demonstrably That's not what I said. That's not what I said at all. I said that the majority, I said the majority did not believe that. That is called an ad populum fallacy. It's sort of saying, hey if the majority believes something then it's necessarily true so my counter to that would be hey well the majority now believes that the earth is round so therefore it must be true under your own definition of popularity i wasn't using that, that as a popularity that, argument i wasn't using that as a popularity it is an argument. Ad popularity. i was pointing out it is i was pointing out that it was specifically the heliocentrism the people that believe in scientology and masonry they were the specific ones that were the greeks that believed that oh i definitely do um, i definitely do oh yeah who in your family was a member and what was their degree are you saying that you have to be a member to know anything about it Nope, I asked that's, you a that's a question. Fallacy I didn't in make itself. a statement, but I didn't yes, make you a did. statement. Oh, fallacy. No, I didn't. I asked you a question. Those are different things. Because yeah, you you asked a question. You don't have anybody question. in your family that was a mason. Very exactly. So you're to? using that who have as you your point to, to say that I... and what was their degree? I've spoken to someone that has a thirty degree mason. Okay, and what did they say? They told you that we hide all those conspiracy secrets that everybody thinks is false and science is wrong. No, that's not what they say. That's they actually did tell me that there was a lot of things that they couldn't say. The Masons and other conspiracists cite the Masons. As, they know fucking nothing about Freemasonry and what it really is. My lord. Are you a Mason? Have you, have you never studied Albert Pike, dude? He How do you know that when book? I was religious, I wasn't in the Masons? You don't know that. I could have been I for like two years or something Are you like a that. Mason? So I'm actually not a Mason. I was very close to joining, but didn't. But no, Freemasons have nothing to do with like global conspiracies and all this other stuff. That stop. They would disagree with you by their. They would disagree with you by their. Albert Pike, go go read his book and see if if you can say. So we get back to the subject of the debate. Can we get back to the subject of the debate? Because this is really let's address my opening. What a well, what I'd what I'd like to sort of say is um, the the problem that I have with with what Kyle's doing is and and you know feel free to weigh in on this subject when I point out things like the circumpolar stars the the answer is well I I don't know how I explain that so what what I'm putting across is that I can we explain have a it model... if you want me to do you Go want me to explain it, it? Please. yes okay if you have the northern hemisphere and the southern hemisphere I'm going to use something really silly as an example sure. but I don't care because it's next to me there's a little sure. dog right. If this is high enough up and big enough and someone's looking at it from the backside, they're going to see the dog's tail and the dog's butt. They're not going to see the dog's head. They're not going to see the dog's belly. If someone's looking at it from this corner, they're going to see the dog and not the dog's back or the dog's butt or the dog's tail. They're just going to see his head and his belly and maybe his feet, potentially, depending on where they're at. So the point is, is that if you draw a smiley face on the ceiling and one person's on one side of the room and the other person's standing on the other side of the room facing the opposite direction, one's going to see a smiley face and the other one's going to see a frowny face. Okay, that so is why, why is the dog... you see different... Okay, so why is the dog rotating clockwise for one person and counterclockwise for the other person? It has to do with what, the direction that you're facing. If you spin a chain, I did this with my daughter, you spin a chain and you see it going right to left one way and then you go stand in back of her and all of a sudden it appears to be going the opposite direction. So people this is basic optical illusion. Right this is basic right. optical illusion. So people stand this is, on This the... is a basic thing. 
there, there's people what? on the bottom of the earth, like on the underside is what you're saying. Underside of the no. earth. Hey, no. Okay, so then what you're saying isn't irrelevant because you're talking about if you were looking down at the earth and there was some sort of pattern and you stood at different places on the earth looking down at that pattern, you would see a different pattern. That's entirely true. Yeah. But Mark didn't ask about going, anything down here that's on the not what I said. He asked you about I said the sky. look up. I said I did talk about the sky. I did. Are you talking to me or Kyle? Because I said yeah, but the, sky. Problem, the problem with that, <laughs> Kyle, is you would have to be on the other side of the thing rotating, Sorry. right? So that's going anti-clockwise for me, and when you turn it around, it's going clockwise, right? That would mean that the person underneath looking up is seeing going in one direction, and the person above it looking down is seeing it going. Who is the person above this? This this rotating stars. No, we're talking about some. We're talking about like. No, no, no. That's what you just demonstrated. There is no person above. There is no person above. Okay, you've got to understand this thing called the atmosphere. Okay, when you when you talk about the 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 flat Earth model, you have to include the atmosphere, which reflects. Okay. You also have to include the firmament, which also refracts light. Okay, and so when you have you, the, you just going over you here, just demonstrated the it, Kyle. You go, I'm talking, Mark. Okay, let me talk. Okay, the further south you go, um, yes, further it's going to get refracted. And so instead of being like this, refracted, start to tilt downward the further south you go. Okay, if you're right at the North Pole, it's going to be directly above your head. But the further south yes. you go, the more it's going to start to tilt on its side because of refraction. So why is it rotating in the opposite direction? I just explained that. Okay, once no, no, no. What you explained, to, what you explained, once it gets down right? to here, it, if you're rotating it anti-clockwise to one person, right? Okay, and that's above you, and you you go to the other side of it, and it's rotating in the opposite direction. That means when you're seeing it above you rotating in one direction, the person who sees it going in the other direction would have to be on the other side of it. Right, so you're saying that the star's rotating. Someone is looking at it from the, the other side. No, you just demonstrated that. You just spun it, and it was going in one direction. Turned around, so it was on the other side, okay. and it was going in the other direction. So what that shows me is that if the stars are rotating in one direction above me, the person seeing it going in the other direction has to be, according to your own demonstration, on the other side of it. Okay. So what you're kind of looking down is uh, a tube like this, okay? And it's rotating, okay? And so you're looking at the stars. You're not, if you're if you're heading further and further south, you're still going to be looking the same direction the entire time you're looking south, right? Yes. And so you're not going to be seeing the North Star by looking south. And that's kind of what you're describing. No, that's not that, what I'm that describing. That is exactly I'm what describing you're describing. The, no, no, no. You let me, let me clarify that's for that's you because you seem to have so misunderstood. So you're like expecting to be looking south. You seem south to have misunderstood. So let me clarify for you. folks. Mark. Go ahead and, and, and make your point, and then we're going to go okay. into Super Chats. So it's not that you're seeing a star. The whole point is that you're seeing the rotation of the circumpolar stars. The And I put, I put this in my presentation. You obviously didn't pay attention. That in the Northern Hemisphere, they go in one direction. They go anti-clockwise. In the Southern Hemisphere, they go the other direction, clockwise. But what you just demonstrated when you did it anti-clockwise for me, reversed it, and then did it clockwise, swinging it in the same direction. Let me finish. Swinging it in the same direction means that the person has to be on the other side of that star pattern to see it align in the opposite rotational direction. Can I talk okay. now? I, well, I wanted to end the open discussion. <laughs> but all going the same I could, direction. Sorry. I could, I could see your face was going to explode and I was going to allow you, but instead of right. letting me give you permission to 
say it. You just said it over top of me anyways, which is fine. <laughs> um, You're all going yeah. to yeah. ask yeah. a question. Yeah. Like you Let's, uh, it's not going on down another discussion hole. I'm not going to do that. I just want to ask the question if I can. He's so interested in the lights on the ceiling okay. rather than the shape of the floor itself. Go ahead. Ask your question, but it's, then we it's, are going it's for to Kyle. Um, you said that the firmament um, refracts light, correct? That's right. Okay. How? How? Uh, how does it refract light? Well, it's got density to it, and so it's called Snell's law. If you look how at the Snell's law, how do you know it has density law, to it? You said it, when, you don't know what it's made of. I don't know what it's made of, but I, we can throw objects at it and watch them no, smack it against it. We can throw radio and that confirms that it's a solid object. And so uh, when we can bounce things off of it, that confirms it's a solid object. Well, I don't know. I don't have to know exactly what it's made of in order to, you know, to, to bounce objects on it. Bounce projectile. How far up it. is it? How dense is this, this medium? That Again, I don't about? know. I just know. Then how do you know the refractive properties of it? If you don't know how dense it is, how do you know the refractive properties of it? Okay, I can. I I've got uh, I've got a little glass. Okay, I can I can point. I, okay, I got my glasses here. I don't yes. know how dense my glasses are. Okay, I don't know that, but I know that they can refract light. Do you get that? Okay, yeah, I, but I somebody know, knows how uh, dense they are. Every yeah, yeah. So my glasses glass is two point five. So a density of glass is 2.5 kilograms per meter square per millimeter of thickness is the density. Okay, but of I don't need to know that in order to know that they can refract light. But so that's how we tell how they refract. Yeah, that, how, okay. that's how we. I tell believe the question was asked light. and mm -hmm. now answered. I'm sorry. Thank so you. I okay. think we're going to um, close the open discussion part uh, and lead way into the. Uh, Super chats. We still have time. Anyone wants to add some super chats? By all means, send over some super chats. Also, after this, um, myself and anyone here who wants to join, uh, will be heading over to Matters Now for a uh, post-debate discussion, a uh, little after-show, if you will. And uh, yeah, I hope all of you guys here debating right now hit that like button. Did you? Did you guys all remember to hit the like button? I am guilty of not. Yeah, I knew apologize. it. There's always one. I do apologize. I, I didn't know, just hit the like button. I'm terrible. I'm just watching. I made its favorite meal and then ate it in front of it. I refracted <laughs> the like button. That's what I did. I refracted it. There we go. Okay. So I here we go. It. Our first super chat uh, from Doc Dino for $2 Ooh. asks, nice, how does flat earth account for plate tectonics? Flat Earth account for plate tectonics. We acknowledge that they are there, and yeah, we don't have to explain every little thing about. So, I've, I've <laughs> interesting thing for me as uh, in the Bible, they've got the commandment to not make any kind of graven images about things that are in the earth beneath, especially things that we have no way of actually observing. And so, it, I think that's kind of a commandment not to draw those things for a reason, because yeah we can't confirm it all we have is speculation and so yeah i think that's what i'm going to say when it comes to plate tectonics we Do you have anything to add to that happened, exactly what causes them i'm not going to give a definitive answer on that because i simply don't know and i'm open-ended on that i don't know if you got a different answer mercedes 
Um, there's a lot of theories in Flat Earth about what can cause plate tectonics, so definitely look into it. There's a lot of stuff from ODD-TV. They usually take the more scientific approach versus the Christian approach. I myself am kind of like Kyle. I also take the Christian approach as well. Uh, but I do acknowledge that a lot of the science makes sense on the plate technologies, um, plate tectonics technologies of how it kind of works. And it's usually described as the electrostatic and the... Um, the way that the, well, these guys are probably going to laugh at it, but the ether and the way that it works um, across, yeah, exactly, across the earth. So there's a lot of different theories that obviously flat earth gets into because of that. And the ether was also presented by Tesla. So even though they laugh, I mean, some of the most brilliant minds on the earth have believed in the earther. That so. doesn't make them right. Doesn't also, make them wrong. We either. have a model. <laughs> we have a model, but we can't explain and we don't have to explain how any of it works at you all. You guys That's can't explain yours either. It's all theories. Except that's what we did. And we also explained what theories are. I guess that went clean yeah, over theories your head, but we can move on. Think they are. Yeah. yeah. All right. Next super chat from LJ says, Mark, why you start your presentation with a CGI globe pick? <laughs> oh, just because uh, that's that's the one I could find. It's just a just a presentation, dude. Don't get that so hung up. I mean, there are there are um, um, satellites taking images all the time. There's uh, Epic that takes images. I can't remember what the camera is called. Um, if anyone can remember what that camera is called, but the Epic satellite takes like real time pictures, picks up things like bushfires and things like that. Discover, yeah. So Discover, it basically is a satellite taking pictures, and just because an image is digital doesn't mean it's CGI. So. You know. I wonder about the radio signal on that thing and how much juice it's got to power that thing. If so, I just think about the inverse square law when it comes to radio Wait, waves. Radio about waves are low waves. Low wave radiation. What do you mean by power? power? It's got to have all this power, but radio waves are low wave. They're low frequency right. EM radiation. Which so means we it don't should need be really that much power broadcast to do this. Without <laughs> yeah, so you're you're misunderstanding how electromagnetic radiation works and how how it um, sort of there's there's low frequency signals and high frequency signals and we can transmit sort of low frequency signals a lot easier and and you know it also depends on the wavelength as well. So if you want something like a laser, right, that that's um, um, high high energy, then yeah, you need a lot of power. If you want to send a ham radio signal, you you don't need that much power. You, you just don't. All right, next super chat. Ozen Talks sends five dollars. Said Tesla believed in gravity, but he had his own theory. He also believed in Earth. He also believed Earth, the Earth was a globe, and space was real. Quoted people, quote people correctly. Mercedes, I guess that was a comment to you. Okay. Um, there's definitely comments from him that would argue otherwise. There was later work found from Tesla supposedly after he died by the FBI that stated that he uh, believed in other things that completely contradicted his early work. So it's really hard to know if, you know, if he changed his mind later or if that was just pseudo work. But originally he stated stuff about like stars being attached to the firmament and he argued against relativity and all but all of those um like his quotes and things he actually said in newspaper articles are very easy to find anything else that said is all just hearsay after that can i comment on the whole nikola tesla thing you can but i would like her to have the final word so that's fine go ahead um so number one 
Nikola Tesla was not a theoretical physicist. Number two, he made no contributions or at least any major contributions to the field of theoretical physics. And number three, this is just an appeal to authority going off of what some famous person said who wasn't actually an expert in the field. There's a lot of people, almost all of them are either deeply religious or they're flat earthers that or they're like Rob, uh, uh, Robertson Genes and they're like, you know, geocentrists of some sort all reject relativity, but anybody who understands it and like how it works doesn't, I, I, I find that interesting. Citing somebody because they reject relativity as an argument that relativity is false is just a non sequitur. It doesn't follow that because somebody disagrees with the scientific theory, regardless of how popular they are, that therefore it's false. Neil Turok and Paul Steinhardt disagree with inflationary theory, but 99.9998% of cosmologists don't. Okay, so the final word I'd have to say on that is that he pioneered the generation transmission and use of alternating uh, current AC electricity, which can be transmitted over much greater distances than a direct current. And he patented a device to induce an electric current in, in a piece of iron or rotor that's spun between two electrified coils of wire. It's also known as the Tesla coil. And it's one of the like biggest discoveries of our time. So No, it's not. Well, it, it's, right. so that's, that's more... And yeah. none of those Sorry, are theoretical physical I, advancements. I just needed to well, clarify let, that. Let, let them have the last word, Leo, because that's, that's the format, mate. It's fine. It's not super hard to the rule, but it was leaned, the question or comment rather was leaned towards uh, her, so she should be the people last were. voice heard on it. Um, but the next are. one from John for $5 says, Mercedes, if Google is telling us they manipulate search results, how is that evidence that the earth is flat? Globe Earth Theory predates Google. Um, even though I was saying that you can Google things to find certain things out, it wasn't about flat Earth. Uh, most of what you can find is not by flat Earth. Most of what I found was not by going through flat Earth or through Google to find about flat Earth. I had to go through like NASA.gov and I looked up FOIAs. I had to dig to find a lot of that stuff because it's pushed down. And most of the stuff that shows up on Google is all debunked videos. You can't really find it. I had to use DuckDuckGo. Uh, uh, for like the very first two years so now sometimes it does cater to me because it knows that i am a flat earther so every now and then if i get to the second or third page i can find something on flat earth on google but it's very rare it's evidence of a war that's going on an intellectual war that's going on with they feel the need to censor it yeah and so that's what it's evidence of yeah, I just like would like to address that that there, there isn't a, like there may be sort of a war going on inside the minds of flat earthers that somehow they're you know making headway or or doing this kind of stuff out there in the real world. But there's there's no war going on. Flat Earth is sort of just a, a fringe idea that hasn't gained much traction with any notable physicists. The problem is that they can't actually give any kind of mathematical or any kind of um, model to account for the phenomenon that we see every day. So without being able to do that, we naturally use the, the model that does in fact work and allows us to predict all kinds of things um, in, in various different sciences. I would like to say that we do use math. We just don't use theoretical math, which is a lot of times what the Globers go to is theoretical What's the math. difference? What's the difference? There's a huge What's difference because what is theoretical it? math Theoretical math is when you create certain variables that could equal just about anything, and you can make it say whatever you want. So all of the foundations of mathematics itself is theoretical math, because that's exactly what it does. No, that's not what, no, that's not what I said at all. I'm saying that 
Globers use theoretical math, and yeah, we yeah. use what do you mean by real that? math, like What's the actual the math. What's the difference? The difference is you guys plug things in, like gravity, when it's still a theory, and use it a part of your theorems and say, oh, because gravity is in here, then it's correct. No, well, that doesn't so it's, it's circular like, reasoning fallacy actually how it through mathematics. Yes, it is. <laughs> no, it's not. It is. Because, but then how come they're not proven? How come, how come they're not factual? How come what's how come not gravity is not proven? How come gravity is not proven? Because, because you can't prove gravity with math. Yeah, because proofs don't exist. But you in use you them know. in your math. You don't know. You don't know what a proof is. But you use them in your math. You no, use them quick, in your math. The foundations of mathematics is where you find proofs, not like everyday math that physicists. Yeah, we're going back to have no proof of anything because proof doesn't exist and nullifying your definitive statements. Thank you. Well, it well, exists in just, math and logic. All right, if I may, because I feel. The next super super chat will maybe add to this discord that's taking place which i'm fine with but the same person john sends another five dollars to say to mercedes to mercedes you claim that water finds its level explain why you think that is the case what force is acting on the water to make it level i mean there's just density and mass but the um, the density of the water is more water's denser than air, so it's going to go towards like away from that and towards the center of anything that's level just naturally. Wow. Um, Electrostatic you... force. There is an it's... electromagnetic current coming down from there from from the firmament, and it's coming straight down, and uh, it's traveling through us, and that is very observable. Can't and this that. electromagnetic negative force is a lot stronger than anything they claim gravity to be. How does it I can't push get into it down? as much as uh, as my fellow Globuster Austin Whitsitt does. He does a fantastic job of it. If you really Funny, want to, I asked him the same questions, <laughs> and he he also couldn't yeah. answer them. I think I think it's almost kind of like it should be common sense question because if you pour water down a hill, it's not just going to hang on to the hill and stay there. It's going to flow downhill. Yeah, why? Right. Why? Because it needs a force to do that, doesn't downhill. it? Yeah, but why? Why does downhill? Why do things move downhill? What force acts on them to push them down we the hill? Don't deny a downward force being there. It's Brian yeah, Cox. What creates it? Brian what Cox creates who it? claims that the downward force is not there. That's Brian Cox. That's not us. I don't care what Brian, Brian Cox, Cox is over there. It can, so it can be, upward. it can be explained easily with density. That's like why when people do this, like why my phone dropped, it's actually because my well, why phone do dense things is fall? denser than the air. Yeah, but because... why does that make, mean it's going to fall? Why does something being more dense mean it's going to fall through something that's less dense? There's, and how do you calculate density? That's how that. density works. Um, no, you can have two things that are of different densities and still everything is fine. Like when meteors move through um, uh, clouds of gas and dust in space, meteors are way more dense than that cloud. But it's not like all of a sudden, you know, something pulls them down. That's no. So that that, that isn't actually. Why do more dense things fall? Okay, you can't. Use why do they fall example, in the direction that they do? Why don't, don't they fall sideways? We have a, like a big battleship and that's really dense, but it's still floating on top of the ocean. So it's yeah, that's buoyancy. Do, do you know what the buoyancy. equation for buoyancy is? Buoyancy, yeah. I'm aware of what buoyancy is. I don't know what the yeah, do you know what the equation is? I don't know what the equation is. I'm sorry, I don't. I don't. You know that that's really funny because um in the equation for buoyancy, the equation is F B, the force of buoyancy, is equal to negative P G capital V. What does the G there represent, Kyle? 
It's talking about a downward force. Again, you're it's talking about, about what downward about force, that is, Kyle? That's not really an argument. I don't what deny downward, downward force, force. Kyle? All right. Oh, I'm, ready. I'm ready to, to move kinda, on from to the kinda, topic. To kind of just break uh, this I'm up, good. I think, I think, you, you I think can the, go ahead we're just arguing against there being, we're just arguing against it either being gravity or it being like an electrostatic natural downward force that's just there. Those are the, and we can prove electrostatics because electrostatics are prepped. Present in nature. They're works. present in nature, but gravity is yes, not present in nature. They can't even something. prove that. It's made out of ninety percent dark matter, which they haven't even proven that either. So. Well, no, it's dark energy. It's ninety percent dark energy. So you, you don't. You <laughs> Leo, don't no, it's, your okay. Leo. it's dark matter. It is actually. It. But forces arise from fields. They're not just there. Irrelevant. That literally Come makes on. no sense. Anyway. All right. Okay. Um, so far, uh, I've gone this whole debate without having to mute someone. Leo, you came like that, but. <laughs> <laughs> um, having said that the next super chat uh is from uh lost my spot from john again two dollars wants to know kyle does atmosphere have sphere in it atmosphere has the word sphere in it yes <laughs> all right next question yeah because there's a hemisphere okay because of the which sphere has multiple which definitions what? what does sphere mean Half because the there's a firm oh, oh funny Hemisphere. Yeah. Snow globes are globes also. Oh my goodness, I'm a globe believer because I believe we live in a snow in a snow globe-like environment. Mm -hmm. Really? So you think it's a, all a snow globe that's like three quarters of a sphere? A terrarium. A ter yeah, like a terrarium. Or like the biosphere that they created. Biosphere too, look it up. Oh, okay, mm -hmm. yeah, sure. Mm -hmm. yeah, okay, just like next that. super chat. Um, oh, lost my place, one second. Um, LJ for $1.99 what's the proof of Jupiter's size slash mass and gravity I assume that's uh, to our globe friends here yeah yeah good we got one uh, isn't it mass spectroscopy that they, they measure the um, um, composition of Jupiter with I believe it is um, I think so mass spectroscopy can't determine yeah, mass, spectrom mass spectrometry is the mass analytical tool so, used yeah. for measuring the mass to charge ratio m ratio excuse me m over z of one or more molecules present in the sample it can't get past any kind of filter in front of it since so, i was told just google things if i want to know the truth how do we measure the mass of jupiter Yes, we can compute Jupiter's mass relative to the mass of Earth with Jupiter's moon Callisto. All we need to know is Callisto's mean distance from Jupiter or semi-major axis in lunar distances and Callisto's orbital period relative to the moon's orbital period or the sidereal month. Spectroscopy. <laughs> I'm just kind of like looking at like pointing a spectroscope. Well, I, th I think he meant like in terms of like composition of planets. Yeah. Am I right okay. there, Mark? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So if you point a spectroscope right analysis. at the floor, it's not going to tell you what the entire Earth is made out of just by, you know, one portion of the floor. All right. Yeah. Um, um, wow. Wow. I don't. Uh, that's such. Do you a have weird anything else to add, to Mark or Leo? Yeah. So that? there are ways we can determine this, and you know, we we can look up the answers. Uh, notice that we're not saying, well, I don't know. We just know that it is so, um, which is sort right. of more a, a faith. But uh, excuse me, Kyle. Kyle, I'm, Kyle please. Can we please have this guy be quiet while I'm answering? Which, like Kyle, is just a faith-based position. He doesn't know how he knows. He just believes that he knows. Um, so you know, this is the kind of 
sort of answer that you would expect. Kyle, could you please refrain from being a two-year-old at this point? Thank you. Um, uh, I, I completely lost my chain of thought. Yeah, just, just you know, Kyle just basically to... doesn't know why he knows that it's true. He's got no epistemology for his beliefs at all. I only had one more thing to add, and that's that um, we know the masses of our planets um, so well that, and we can calculate them so easily that it's offered as um, problems on problem sets for a fucking astronomy students mm -hmm. because we know All it right. that well. Okay, so in the oh, time but that's just this... theoretical math, which is <laughs> this math that's not the math that that best helps me. All right, so in the time since we've started super chats, um, we have more now than when we began. That's so, not good. <laughs> um, so in the interest of finding no, I'm sorry. The end, that's great. That's fantastic. It's great, Go but for it. yeah, it just more means we got, we got more work to do. So um, let's turn on the speed round a little bit, shall we? Next question from Robin Webster, two dollars. Explain the round impact on flat Earth. Is that too? Impact on flat Earth. Is that to us or to them? It sounds like it is. It, it probably is to the, the flat Earth side, I would imagine, yeah. uh, knowing Robin. Mm -hmm. I think maybe they're talking about the warfare, the, the actual warfare going on. So my YouTube channel just recently got deleted. So I'd call that a round impact on, on the flat Earth. That's not what he means. That's not what even he's relevant. About he's talking about the warfare. The and how the impact. Polar birthers are impacting flat earthers. And flat earthers are impacting That's not what he means. That's not I'm sorry, he was he not very specific. And so I don't think you really get the Well, me and Mark yeah, understood it. It's a shit. We're trying to clarify it for you. And you That's just keep interrupting. So how about you let us clarify what we think he meant. And she. then we can go from there. Okay, well, she, what she meant. She, oh, my bad. Um, so yeah, I, yeah, yeah, if no, you no, want to explain it, Mark, I think he were. Yeah, so so basically the, the um, plus, why, why is it rounded? And where do these impacts come from? How do the meteorites get through the Fermi? She never mentioned meteorites at all. And oh we don't God, even. You really suck yeah. at inference, don't you? Well, you're a flat earther. Well, I, 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 I think that's what she means by, by impacts. I could be wrong, so I apologize, Robin, if well, I'm wrong. We can, um, that's what we I can thought. She comes back in by impact. I know she was clarifies. real excited to get her Super Chats read. So, um, uh, at Robin, if you want to uh, target my, like, uh, send it to my name and I'll keep an eye out for you there. I actually, I have to something to add that might help too, like the round impact that's had on flat earth. I mean, it's been huge because everyone across the earth used to know and believe that the earth was flat. And over time that has been debated. And um, I'd say the biggest, the biggest time it really started was in the 1800s. And you had people refute this too. You had people come up like Ebenezer Breach, Gilbert Johnson, uh, Lady Blout, William Carpenter, who actually wrote that the Earth is not a globe. So there were definitely scientists of that time that came out that started having to refute the claim of the globe because it was becoming more widespread. And, uh, and Charles Morse, that's another good one. Um, but a lot of these guys were scientists and they were kicked out of the science community because there was a bunch of heliocentrists running it. So, so <laughs> they didn't. Robin did send me a message. I don't know if this clarifies for anybody, but she says Coriolis effect. Oh. Coriolis effect. Coriolis effect. Impact? What? Yeah. Coriolis That's just what she said. Impact. Explain the round impact on flat Earth. She says Coriolis effect. Um, she also has another question right after. We can just go right to her next one then. Uh, for So $2 from Robin Webster again. She wants uh, 
Flat Earth to explain time zones on the Flat Earth model. Oh, she just wants us to explain both time zones and the Coriolis effect. Well, the Coriolis effect has been debunked because in the water, if you look um, and you've got like those little swirling, I forget what they're called, but like the little water spiral things, they can be right next to each other and going completely different directions. Um, And then there's also the other thing of where they say, oh, when your sink goes down the water, it spins one way, but on the other side of the earth, it goes the other way. But I've tested it. And if you take your, your sink nozzle and you put it on one side, so everyone can test this tonight, you put it on one side, you turn on the sink, it'll spin down the drain the one way. But if you turn it and you face it the other way and you turn the water on, it'll spin down the opposite way. So it has nothing to do with what side of the earth you're on or any of that kind of stuff. Uh, so the Coriolis effect is completely debunked. Uh, snipers well, don't even use it. I know many snipers. Them. None of them use it to... Oh, yeah, sorry, so go ahead, Kyle. Funny, all the ones I do. I was going to say, tornadoes, it's a really popular globe earth claim. For some reason, a lot of the globe earthers out there believe that all tornadoes and north of the equator go in the same direction, but that's not true. And I did a great video debunking that claim and showing anti, uh, they're called anti-cyclone, they're anti-cyclonic patterns. And um, we're coming not just from a flat earth perspective saying that, but this is coming from different globe earthers out there who are acknowledging the existence of these anti-cyclonic weather systems. I actually yeah. have globe earth friends not... that don't believe in the glo- the Coriolis effect either. Like I how, said, most of them are snipers. How come all hurricanes that form in the uh, southern Atlantic Ocean always deflect upward when coming into the United States over Florida and Georgia and Alabama? They, they, they never go straight over don't to like Mexico or something, or they don't go like straight up and then over and hit the United Kingdom. They just they they go up like that. Why is that? How come, how come, like, they always do that? They don't... Okay, you haven't presented every single one to be able to make that big... So you're equation. saying that some hurricanes... Well, wait, I'm, I, I would say, I would say that that's actually not... Going Leo, I, I would say that there's been times they've they've said that it would hit one one part of the state or that it would hit yeah, here, but that and then it's deflected the general and trend of the else. direction that it's going in because cities are so small compared to the hurricane and its general direction. It can still be going in that general direction, but miss a couple cities that right. thought they were going to get hit. Well, so we, that doesn't actually defeat the point that I'm raising. Right. Well, we could definitely test it, but that could also be due to tides. It could be the, due to the wind. It could be due to the atmosphere. There's a those lot of factors. It? How would those cause it? Well, we have a lot of normal weather patterns that come from just the sun. And so uh, just kind of the sun, the movement of the sun is a big factor that can uh, lead to repetitive observations. And uh so there that's kind of there's, there's a lot of different factors that really get into well. it, but the sun, the repetitive nature of the sun is going to be the first, the biggest contributing factor. Uh, what you mean by the repetitive nature of the sun? That the sun well, are you are you trying to ask why do hurricanes exist in the first place? No, <laughs> that is not what okay. I asked. Okay, right. okay, okay. Let's get on. Let's get let's get on. Sadies, I'll just uh, I'll just add one thing. When you do the the Coriolis test in your, your sink, it has to mm-hmm. sort of just be water that you you pull out the plug and watch which way it goes down. Like you, yeah, if you change variables, you might be able to get it to go another way. But it it really the the proof is in like if you do that same thing in the southern hemisphere, it will go the other direction. Um, that, that's the test. I literally just said how it didn't, but hey, James, what was the other question or the other yeah, thing she I wanted us to explain? Yeah, how the, the test was was when you had still water, like fill up your sink, then just remove the plug and see which way it spirals. That's the test. Um, all right. So, Justin, I know that the, the Zoom says James, but that's okay. Um, and uh, yeah, 
let's just move on because in that discussion i recorded like six new super chats so oh. okay. <laughs> sorry uh, we couldn't get to both that, that, no it's it's fine it's fine we'll, i think we'll perhaps it. justin we should just have the people it was directed to answer yep. and not let's have let's the, the let's get this rapid yeah. fire i would agree with that um i love the discussions and stuff but we'll yeah, be same. here until monday um or tuesday depending on where you live um so john Thanks, for five dollars uh, Mercedes, you cannot accuse Google of participating in the globe conspiracy and then say you can Google it to support your argument. So, okay, so my, my problem there is that I actually, I've said this once or twice now, I never said that you could Google Flat Earth and get a, a viable result. I didn't tell people to Google Flat Earth. I told people to Google certain things that could help the Flat Earth argument since so many people trust google and so many results pop up about certain things on google that they might accept but i never said flat earth specifically i said i'd have to go to DuckDuckGo or some other place as far as google not uh suppressing the information all you have to do is look up the youtube ceo and you you can also look up statements made by uh the google ceo because i believe both of them made statements about the fact that they try to suppress specifically try to suppress flat earth content and a lot of times it will even say on there that um, you know, like the site's been removed or suspended. And a lot of times it's by conglomerates like YouTube and Google. So yes, there is, there is something going on. That's, that's openly true. admit it. Yeah, they All do. Right. Um, so Mercedes being the new face here, you're clearly drawing attention because I got another one with your name in it. Ozen talks, $5. Mercedes, you say we can only see three miles. How far away is the moon? to you and why don't you fly up there if it's three miles or less okay so good question so uh what i said is that if you look up how far it says that we can see it says about three miles and that can also depend on the atmosphere and a bunch of other different things um but yeah we believe that the earth, like the moon and the sun are both small and local um so we don't believe that the the moon is um like 95 millions of miles away like the sun is and we don't believe that it's even further than that away. So um, if you if it was, you would not be able to see it. Just like how we tried to use the example of the car going far away from you and becoming small and then you can't see it. That's that's the kind of thing that I'm talking about is eventually it would just disappear and you wouldn't see it. So if those things were really that far away, we shouldn't be able to see it at all. Okay, next question. Warboss, $5 uh, for the Flat Earth side. Um, until Flat Earth have an accurate map and model no one should take anything they say seriously can you interlocutors provide an accurate map and model okay um the most accurate kind of map is a picture and so if you go up in, in a plane and take a picture of the earth down below of the city that is a, a working map it, it's very very accurate and so and yeah so we can also into, I can also describe that as a model. A model is a like a demonstration of something. Even just me describing something, okay, me describing the Earth as a flat plane, that is a model, okay. And so a lot of people like to, oh, no true Scotsman, to try to dismiss it, but that's just by definition what a model is. It's just a description of something. I would argue too, kind of like how Austin did, that if we're talking about like. Uh, models and maps the way that the Globers want it to be, 
they also have fallacies like it's on both sides because they had to literally flatten out the globe to put it the way that they did on the map and they talk about that they talk about how they had to take like a flat earth and wrap it around the ball on the computer too so there's definitely um, on both sides they have issues with both model and both with map but at least we admit on our side that the reason we have trouble creating like a model that they they de deem necessary is because we can't go past the firmament. Just like they say they can't go past the Van Allen belt, but for some reason, I guess they tried to say that we did, even though it's pretty much impossible and it would be on the globe. Um, there's no way for us to go outside of it and actually turn around and see what it would look like for either the globe Earth or the flat Earth. So we can make models, like little little tiny structures for you to see and, and base it off of. And like we said, that's probably the best description would be a dome or a terrarium or like the biosphere too. I was in There's, the army for eight years and we did- Kyle, a lot of, we're, we're and, just going to go to the next question. You had a chance question. to answer. I really want to answer this question. Sorry. But you did get a chance. Oh, didn't, the... didn't, you, didn't you get a chance first and then Mercedes answered? And now I'm going to go to the next super- Okay, I'll just save it for later. Okay. Robin Webster for $2. Uh, why is the Earth flat and other planets are globes? Just because the lights in your house are spherical often, that doesn't mean the floor in your house should be spherical also. The the lights are completely different than, than the floor in your house is. Also, we don't believe that they're planets. If you zoom in with a telescope, you can see them. And it also, it kind of looks more like the plasma balls. And a lot of times what we see them as is wandering stars, which is what they were called all throughout history. Um, they've doctored images of what like Jupiter and Saturn looks like. So if you go and you look at uh, an image of what it actually looks like through a telescope versus what it looks like through NASA's telescope or someone else's telescope that's been a part of one of these programs, it's a doctored image and they admit that um, so it's not what you're actually seeing when you do go out with the telescope and a lot of people have and they've posted videos of it it literally looks like there's some kind of water and then there's some sort of plasma energy ball that's up there so it's something completely different from what we are next question from ozen talks two dollars uh, for kyle prove all the governments hide the earth prove that all the governments hide the earth you want me to prove that right now? Just just like I that. Presume you mean shape of the earth, right? I can just point to my opening statement and about and I can point to Neil Tyson and Michelle Thaler and Bill Nye the science guy and all these people who are always constantly saying that boats appear to sink on the horizon because the earth is curved. And that's their big statement. But my opening argument here was about refraction and about how refraction ends up limiting our range of view, not extending it. And the whole boats appearing to sink on the horizon thing is caused by this refraction effect. That's my whole proof right there. And so if you want proof that all these people are lying about it, that's, that's them saying that is the proof. And my direct observations is further proof. I would say the Antarctic Treaty too, we can't go past the 66 North latitude unless you're accompanied by a government entity or whatnot. Um, and they all sign this agreement, all the countries of the world sign that agreement. And then everything that I pretty much stated in my opening was uh, partially be about that, about why they would lie and all that stuff too. So uh, there's, there's definitely motive. <laughs> there's definitely right. motive. More land, more resources, whatever you want to think might also be out there too. That could also be a reason. All right. Uh, forgive me if I get your name wrong. Uh, Vara, $2, uh, two euros maybe. Um, 
one piece of evidence that would change your mind? I guess we'll just go around and ask everybody. Well, let's start with Mercedes. Um, if they spun around something and showed us 24-7 video footage of the entire Earth, unedited, right, no, Photoshop. What, what, what piece of evidence would change your mind? Okay, my opening statement was about how refraction ends up limiting your range of view. And that's kind of one of those big foundational point, points in my model. Now, if you want to claim that refraction extends your range of view, allowing you to see farther than you should, that would be a really big step in, towards changing my mind. Theo? Show me the ice wall. Mark? Um, I think if uh, the flat earthers could come out with a uh, model that is consistent with the observations that we have of phenomena around us, and if it was detailed enough to give sort of some sort of explanation of why these phenomena actually occur and explain them, um, that would go somewhat to, to convince me, especially if it was more accurate than the, the globe model. All right, thank you. LJ499, it's almost 2024. Why don't we have a non-CGI video shot from space turning back and zooming into the spinning ball showing people and oceans upside down? Mm -hmm. uh, well, upside down has no... Yeah, uh, upside down has no relation in space. There's no upside down. There's no right side up. There is towards the Earth and there is away from the Earth. And that's what we commonly think of as right side up and upside down. But that will vary as you go around the Earth because gravity goes towards the centre of mass. Now, there is the epic Discover camera, as I mentioned earlier, and that captured bushfires that, you know, they couldn't they couldn't do otherwise. So um, or, or that captures everything every couple of days. It is very expensive to get satellites up there and certainly very expensive to stream um, anything. So, um, well, yeah. There is a continuous live stream, and it's on YouTube. You can just go and watch it. That's on the International Space I Station. Assessment. It's pointed toward the Earth, and you can tell that the Earth is clearly a globe. We have pictures of it. We have video of it. And the only response to that from Flat Earthers is, well, they're faked, and they can never show how they're faked, how they know they're faked, how the, like, the structure of the image shows that it's faked. They just claim that it's faked because it is the, it's, it's the simplest response because it's the simplest demonstration of how they're so very clearly wrong. All right, thank you. Our next question comes from Christopher Custon for $5. Um, they've split their super chat into questions for everybody. Starting with Flat Earth, what is the mass of helium and what is the acceleration of gravity on Earth? To anyone on the flat side who has an answer. I think it's a question for everyone. Uh, well, they specifically said flat side. What's the mass of yeah. helium? Next, what's the acceleration of gravity on Earth? They then I've have never, a separate section for globe. I've never observed that exactly. All I can go with, all I can point you at is what a textbook says. And I'm not really, I don't like to make claims like that. This is so because a textbook says so. I specifically go out and try to find uh, proof for my, my statements like that. So I'm not going to tell you what the exact mass of helium is just like that when I haven't observed that for myself. Um, I was able to look it up. So I, it says that it's a helium four atom is a stable isotope that is relative atomic mass is four. I'm not sure why that matters. But for what? For you. 
What is you? I actually don't know what you is. What is you? Uh, it's it on here. It says four units. Um, that's all. Units. That's all that yeah, it I says. think it's atomic units because it's talking about the the amount of protons and neutrons in the um, yeah. And the, and did you guys answer the second half of what the acceleration of gravity is on Earth? Uh, I've got it written down somewhere. I should have it memorized, but I don't. Sorry. Yeah, I don't have it memorized either. I can nine point eight really meters per second squared. Depending on where you're at, exactly. No, Apparently, it's not different really. locations. It varies by such a small amount that it's irrelevant. Yeah, right. nine nine point eight meters per second squared is what it says on line two. Yeah. Okay, so the next part of the same super chat is for the globe side. That my freshman um, year. Explain the correct answer plus container. Explain the correct answer plus container. Who's that for, sir? So this is that same questioner. They say flat side, what is the mass of helium? Next, what is the acceleration of gravity on Earth? And they say globe side, explain the correct answer plus container. So I think what they were trying to do is set up the globe side to okay. correct the flat Earth mm. side. Well, we, we gave the answer anyway, so okay. explain it. Yeah, um, at least that's how I think they're trying to form their question. And if they're getting at the whole container thing, like, oh, well, gas in a container, is that that's if there's no acting forces on that gas. And with Earth, there is. Earth retains an atmosphere because Earth has gravity. And Earth has gravity because Earth has mass. A lot yes. of it. And so does the um, atmosphere, the, the gases in the atmosphere. I think maybe that's the link to um, helium that they're pointing out. It still has some sort of mass. Um, and is pulled down like everything is on Earth that has mass. Um, and, and it isn't um, um, density that is the deciding factor in how much um, pseudo-force is applied to that that um, part, atoms. It, it's actually the, the mass, and that's why it was linked into atomic units. And I also want to, just the because the flat Earth response is, oh, but if I let go of a helium balloon, it rises. And yeah, that, that has to do with the density of the gases. Different gases have different densities. And so within Earth's atmosphere will settle in different places. And some might be higher than others. But they will settle specifically in those places because that is where the stable gravitational force is on that gas. And that gravitational force is going to be different for different gases of different masses. We say it's density okay. too, just by the way. All right. Yeah, but so, you can't explain what that den the, the, the density uh, is or why it's the way that it is because you would have to use gravity. I say I'm going to read the next question now. Displaced Gamer uh, has been a member for 22 months, says Flat Earth never needs to have answers. Globe Earth always needs to have proof. Yeah, that's a th I'm assuming that's kind of for all of us, unless you don't, Justin. It sounded more like a comment, even though it was phrased as a question. Because I was going to say, it's the There's same no reason mark. why, like, from creationists, you get the same thing. When you ask them specific, like, somebody says, oh, well, no, you know, abiogenesis is, is bunk. God created life. And then I say, so how did God create life? And then they say, well, I don't know how, but he did. And it, 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 it's insane that they don't actually have any specifics to their model and how it works, particularly at a more fundamental level which is what you need to have a successful model, but then they demand every last little detail for how every last little thing works from their opponent. And it's this, I've seen it, I see it from flat earthers, I see it from creationists, I see it for even from like vaccine deniers and stuff like that. It's just the way that the conspiracist brain works. 
Everybody oh, yeah, else has to have maximum evidence for everything that they say, but I don't really need to know all that much about my model to know that it's true. Yeah, I thought it was more directed at the flat earthers, to be honest with you, because, you know, they're sort of, I, I thought they were saying that, hey, you know, they demand complete proofs and absolute statements from us, but they give nothing themselves. Presented proof in the very beginning, but let's, yeah. We're, are we starting a new debate here or going back to no, that? No, we're, no, we're going to um, to the next question. I'm just recording more Super Chats here. <laughs> um, Robin Webster, $2 Aww. by 240 BC. Most Greeks accepted a globe Earth. History, motherfuckers. That's a, that's a question. Or that's not a question. It's a statement. But yeah. I, I agree with that. It's a statement. He, earlier he said that the Greeks all believed were heliocentrist globist but who's atlas whose idea was atlas and what was atlas carrying because atlas was not lifting a ball he was lifting up the firmament all right lee con the great two dollars everyone hit the like why is the globe so angry uh, that's why, the is the why is the globe so, so angry, angry? I didn't know the it, globe was It's angry. the planet. I don't think it has emotions as such. Except I think he meant maybe, to say, why are the globe? You two are yeah. the globe. Why are you so oh, angry? Oh, I'm, I'm not angry. I, I, I I'm think a little disappointed, actually, but not angry. Yeah, I mean, I, I kind of expected to have my questions answered that I that I had, which, you know, sort of all I got was a ignorance and, and sort of platitudes and dodging and all of this kind of really deceptive stuff so um yeah I, I suppose i'm a little disappointed but then again i i didn't really expect you know them to be able to answer them so like i said um, this is more of a game yeah. than than a debate well it always yeah is. i i don't think this debate's going to decide the future of you know how nasa operates and stuff i, I really don't um yeah so it's it's really kind of irrelevant it's fine so not original angry, i guess is my answer Original Win Productions, $2. Kyle, doesn't Halliman 1215 contradict Flat Earth? He's referring to Helaman out of the Book Thank of Mormon. And the Book of Mormon, if he reads the full context of that, he said, if God said move, then it should move. Okay, And so that's a hypothetical situation there. It's not saying, yeah, if God were to command yeah, the Earth and, and say move, then it will move. But that's if. It's an if-then situation, and so he's. Anytime you refer to that, you've you've got to acknowledge the full context. And is growing up around someone who have been Mormons, just to say, even though that was pointed at Kyle, um, I will say that a lot of times they read the Holy Scriptures as well, and there's over like six or seven verses that says that the Earth is firm and immovable. So, yeah, we're we're the the firmament shows up a lot of times in our scriptures. Is so, you know, yes, it does. Not just the Bible. <laughs> Oh yeah, well, that Quran, all like all of them, like it's, it's yeah, it's in the Quran, it's in uh, Judaism even too, um, in their Talmud. Yep, it's in lots of books. So I see spin dollar ninety nine asks the flat Earth, flat Earth side, are all space scientists lying? I don't speak on behalf of all space scientists. And so uh, I think lying is when you know something and you say something wrong anyway. And so I know the truth, but I'm going to tell you something that I know is not true. That's a lie. But I think a lot of space scientists out there, they say things when they don't really know. And so they're just kind of uh, 
describing the world according to their knowledge. And so they, a lot of them don't know that they're wrong because they never questioned it. That's the way I was growing up. Uh, it wasn't until after I graduated college and got my bachelor's degree in science that I became a flat earther. And so, yeah, if I were to be telling my daughter back then when I was a globe earther, that that's not lying. It's just describing the world according to what I knew. But I know it better now. It's why I teach my, my children better now. I agree. It's not all. Um, if anything, it's it's a lot of them at the top um, that know information like this, that would have to know information like this. But it's it's by no means all. I would say it's a very handful of people that actually know the truth on this, that are that are doing it intentionally to deceive people. All right. Displaced Gamers, $10. Why can't super high-altitude balloons observe the firmament, given the atmosphere is very thin at such elevations? Because it's inside the firmament and not outside. So if you want to observe the firmament, you'd have to be on the outside of it to actually see it. That's just common sense. Yep. All right. Kingdom Within, $5. Hey! (laughs) Yeah, this one's just support for Mercedes uh, apologizing for their tardiness, but they're here. Nice. (laughs) There you go. I see spin, $1.99. Are telecom companies faking satellite signals? They faking satellite signals. They say it's from a satellite, but if it's from a balloon, but balloons they considered to be satellites. Echo One, for example, is a really famous old-time uh, balloon that is described as a satellite. And so, yeah, it, it really comes down to how they're describing things or kind of what they mean. But I would yeah. also. I would also say with the underwater communications that I was talking about earlier, I mean, that that's what they say, too, that they use most of, um, even though they, they make commercials about satellites and stuff. They don't come out and tell you, oh, yeah, we're doing this from a satellite all the time. Like it's it's implied. So people just assume that's what it is. But that's not what it actually is. It's it's, it's under, underwater. <laughs> Fiber not. optic network cables. Are you kidding me, man? <laughs> no, it is not. <laughs> It's towers, it's towers, and it's and it's underwater sea cables. It that was even that was the internet. uh, Wi-Fi and the internet aren't the same thing. Right, but how do you you, think? How do you think those signals are transferred to the satellite? Country to country. To the satellite? No, no towers. Because the satellite plays into that. So do towers. No, that's that's mobile internet. That's actually mobile internet. Satellite internet is a a signal um, in Australia, which I have worked on. Uh, their base stations are in Broken Hill and Kalgoorlie in Western Australia. Uh, they use we, satellite to send signals to the most remote parts of Australia where there are no mobile towers anywhere within distance. We do believe in satellites. We do believe in satellites. NASA NASA admits that they have satellites. So it's where they fill up a helium balloon and they send a satellite. It looks exactly like a satellite, except for it's attached to a balloon. And they literally put that in the air. Um, there's yeah. a whole documentary over. They're the number one buyers of helium. So yes, yeah. So the satellite network. There's only been one, and it actually didn't work properly. Didn't wasn't very efficient and actually collapsed. They, I can't remember the name. Of it, but there was they wouldn't one. still be doing um, today. The, um, oh. the thing is that I've worked on um, for the two biggest internet companies in Australia, and I've had to send um, coordinates for the satellites to technicians to align the dishes. And even if you look at the the um, um, Elon Musk satellite network can't remember the name of it. Sky something, uh, uh, Skylink, Skynet. I believe Skynet. it is. No, no, no. Skynet's um, the thing from um, Terminator. Yeah, it is. It's a, I think that's it's what Skylink. you were thinking of because it's Starlink. It's no, Starlink. no, no. It's Sky 
Starlink. Yeah, that's the one. Yes. Um, yeah, mm. you see the orientation of the dishes are not sort of in a, in a position that would hit balloons. They're, they're straight up um, to satellite connections, and that's the coordinates that we use when we do use satellite connections. Um, so, again, the most remote parts of, of Australia where there are no balloons, are no um, towers, there's nothing to hit but sky. All right, we're, we're making good headway, guys. Let's keep going. I see spin $1.99. Do airline companies mislead with flight, flight paths? Is that to us? I, I assume so, yeah. Um, again, this is like people at the top, I would say. There's a lot of people that are deceived. There's, I mean, a lot of people that have come out that have been um, airliners. So specifically, they're actually... the airline companies. Right, yeah. Because the pi I mean, there's pilots that have come out and changed their mind later. So the airline companies may not know um, unless they're like the CEO of the board, something. I wouldn't imagine that the company, like as a local locale company, would know. But that's just my take, Kyle. Yeah, uh, I I don't speak on behalf of all of them. I imagine some of them do, uh, but yeah, that's just how it is. All right, and. Uh, I see spin again, another dial dollar ninety nine. Do ISS crew members get trained to lie? Yes, they do, because they have to be in the underwater uh, facility, which is where they're actually at. It's been it's been almost proven in a sense because one astronaut almost died of drowning in space. Oh, that made me laugh when I saw NASA put that out. I'm like, are you guys serious? You might as well just tell people that flat Earth is real at this point. Um, but yeah, that's mine, Kyle. Oh no! I think he's handled it perfectly. Kingdom within two dollars, all caps. The Earth is flat. Point blank. Period. Phenomenal argument. I'm convinced. <laughs> we we haven't really gotten though. a decent argument, and and again, I'll just have to sort of say that sort of the, the th I had three questions and none of them were answered in any way, shape, or form. Yeah, you're, that's because you're. I did answer it. Excuse me, Kyle. Kyle, excuse me, Mercedes. Mercedes. Um, <laughs> upon asking for the reasons as to why we see the phenomenon we see, people just throw their hands up and say, "Well, I don't know the specifics," which isn't an answer to the question. When you're looking at questions, you're really looking for explanatory scope, that it is narrow enough to uh, 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 focus on the phenomenon that you're looking at, and explanatory power, how detailed and how expressive can the ex explanation be? Having explanatory scope of you can explain anything, like with this firmament, and no explanatory power, like you don't know how it does it, that's not an explanation. It's an excuse. Justin, Leo, can, I, can I add... Just just one thing about this astronaut who drowned in space. Uh, I, I guess Mercedes doesn't know that space is extremely cold. It's like negative 170-something degrees negative Fahrenheit. Negative 237. So what this means is that we have to will it varies from point to point. So there isn't oh. like one set temperature oh, there is, vacuum that's of okay. space. No, there's not. Um, so the, the thing is, is that we have to use, we have to use, we have to use, we have to use methods <laughs> for keeping humans alive because humans obviously need heat. You put a human in negative 200 degrees Fahrenheit, they're going to die very quickly. So there are water, there's water that circulated through spacesuits and there was a leak in one as a result of a contamination. Um, and what this did is this caused the... Um, the astronaut, I can't remember his name, but when he was on a spacewalk, it caused his helmet to start filling up with water, and he did almost drown. So, yeah, that's how you can almost. drown in space. Yeah, and so... Yeah, it, what, almost. What, he didn't what, actually drown. Yeah. 
And so what's really grim about this is somebody almost died and these people are laughing at that. I'm laughing at the whole negative 250 degrees and my little space heater on my back is going to keep me warm. <laughs> oh, that's well, what you think you, it is? You know, okay, that says I everything mean, about what you know about space and people going into it. <laughs> and I don't think, I don't think something... anyone here can fathom how cold negative 237.4 degrees is. And if you really think you can survive that with a little heat yeah. suit... <laughs> you got a problem. And if you, you think you can survive the Van Allen Belt's radiation, if you no, think you can survive the water. Van Allen Belt radiation, which they supposedly went through to get to the moon. With shielding. With then, shielding, yes. With yeah. shielding? What is this, Star yeah, Trek? shielding. No, it's just uh, shielding. Uh, it's, it's shielding. Pieces of aluminium. It's just aluminium. That is the real world. Radiation goes through things. There's no shield. Did Again, you say that space depends on the radiation? I agree. Oh my god, that Everyone, is so please. wrong. Uh, we made great headway. Now we're losing headway. <laughs> Icy spin is going to add some spice to this uh, salty conversation. Why did Russia agree the U.S. moon landings happened? They had to. They had to because they participated in it. Uh, they not only signed the treaty, but they also faked going to space as well. <laughs> Might I add... Go watch Russia's because it's funny how fake it looks. It is, it's freaking hilarious how it's fake it looks when they sent theirs up. Russia is currently doubting the moon landing. Get with the news. Actually, yeah, they are. They, they are starting to, but that's, I think that's because of the whole political realm of what they're trying to do right now. So, yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised if Putin like came out and said something. If, if he drops the, yeah, drops the, <laughs> there. yeah, he might. Oh, it's funny that they, yeah, they're funding the ISS. Uh, that's kind of weird. I'm pretty sure it's Russia that launches most of the astronauts up to the ISS too. In the oh god, what are they called? Soyuz. Um, yeah, Soyuz, Soyuz yep. capsules. Yeah. That shows that they are in cahoots with each other. By the way. Yep, they work oh, together. So, yeah, so, yeah they we work together on the international space station. <laughs> yeah, so it's, it's funny if they they are for it, they're they're lying, and if they're against it, they're telling the truth. This is kind yeah, of the, the confirmation bias that you have divorced. to show when yeah. you are into conspiracy theory. You know, if if one source says, "Oh, I'm for it," you have to believe it. But mega corporations they say they're against it, then at that point they're lying because you're using confirmation bias. Mega, mega corporations have always changed their mind based on how the money flows. That's that's been proven. Russia is not a corporation. Yeah, that's I'm called capitalism. You, Mercedes. All right, next question. Squeaky eyes. <laughs> Squeaky we can make capitalism together at a later date if you want. Because I'm a I don't, I, I don't want to do I, that. I'm not for capitalism, just FYI. Oh, well, good. So, then we don't need to debate it. Sorry, Justin. No. That was potential debate. I didn't know where that would go. So I'm sorry. Yeah, that's fine. That's what after shows are for. Let's go hang out after. <laughs> we found common ground. Discuss the future. Yeah. We found common ground. There uh, you in go. the meantime, our audience is really active and enjoying every million minute of this. So let's continue. Squeaky Eyes, $5.00. Theories explain things. Evidence should be compatible with a theory. Stop using this as your argument with gravity is just a theory. I believe. That's okay, so I think it's mostly. Yeah. yeah. So basically, the problem is that I see with the globe is at first it started out with everyone believing in the flat earth. And then they started having to come up with theories and models to explain how it could be a globe. And none of those held up. In fact, uh, when Albert Einstein 
uh, made his theory of relativity, he admitted that all of the experiments that were to test the motion of the Earth failed. I have the. Uh, That's not what he said. I have. I actually have his quote. Um, I'd have to take a second to bring it up, and I probably don't have time in the question, but I can post it later in the chat. But he did say it. He did say that they all failed, That's not and that was part of why he had to create the theory of relativity in the first place, um, which also I think has been completely debunked as well, um, just on the the data that I've seen. So, yeah. Can uh, I clarify Kyle, for wanna... the audience' sake, Justin? Yeah. After Kyle goes. Go ahead, Kyle. What are I going to go out about? Oh, I was just saying, do you want to add anything at all about either what I said or what the question was? I'm just kind of watching Leo squirm. That's it. I'm, <laughs> he's, okay. like, oh, he's like, no way he actually said that. And so I'm just kind of, yeah. I, he I did say to... it. I mean, yeah. go look up a, go look up the quote. It's, it's there. He I did know where say the quote it. comes from. That's not what he said. It comes from Do you want to look up relativity, the, the special and general theory, because I've read it because I, I know Einstein. What he said is that with respect to special relativity, there is no experiment that could differentiate between, say, like the motion of the Earth or it being everything else moving in the way that it is around the Earth and the Earth is stationary. Because in special rel rel relativity, it's an important word there, you, there, there is mathematically, there's no difference between a car going past the light post at 100 kilometers an hour or the light post and the light post being stationary or the light post moving past the car in the opposite direction at 100 kilometers an hour and the car is stationary mathematically there is zero difference between those but that doesn't mean light posts move past cars at 100 kilometers an hour so that's what he said he did not say that the experiments okay. failed he said there's a relativity to the experiments because it's the special theory of relativity just just to end there. this just to end this uh really quick here then uh justin i'm just going to read the quote really quick to the question whether or not the motion of the earth in space can be made perceptible in terrestrial experiments we have already remarked in section five that all attempts of this nature led to a negative result before the theory of relativity relativity was put forward it was difficult to become reconciled to this negative result albert einstein relativity the special and general theory 1920 page 61 yeah, we couldn't detect motion of the earth till we had special relativity in the mathematics it gave us to be able to know that the earth is moving you are to, to like to mathematically show that yep you're and correct that is then what we did said. yeah just because then two plus did. two equals four does not mean a yardstick is four feet long I have no fucking clue what that even means. You know what? No, no, no. Just, and this means... is the last thing I'm going to say. I don't need somebody to explain what he said. I'm just going to respond there with my own I don't think anyone statement. can. I'm too drunk to taste this chicken. Oh, no. All right. Um, okay, let me find my place here because while all of that's going on, I'm still actively recording new Super Chats, uh, which means I lose my place every time. The last question was about the evidence. Right. John, $2. Kyle define what down is in specific terms towards the earth looking towards the ground that is down i think Somebody he meant the downward motion about the downward force about this demonstration i One think he meant the downward force mercedes it was a question for kyle no i know i'm i'm telling kyle he wasn't sure what the guy was asking i'm saying i think he, the guy meant down what you meant by downward force Oh, not just the direction of down, because it was, it's the globe earthers who don't know which way down and up because they don't believe down and up is, it actually exists. Okay. So, the relative concepts, uh, yes. And, uh, so, Displaced Gamer, $5. When someone asks, 
Why? What do you think they are asking? What is the difference between what happens and why it happens? Uh, not, it's a general question. It doesn't sound it like it's asked to anyone. Yeah, well, I mean, ones. I've got some comments on that. So when people ask why, at least in my mind, there's two possible ways we can look at this mechanism or intention. So say, and this, this is hypothetical, I'm not referring to any real person, but say you come downstairs and your wife has the pot on the stove and the, the water is boiling. And you ask your wife, why, why is there water boiling in the pot on the stove? And she says, oh, well, because the thermal energy created by the electric coil, as the electricity moves through it, the electricity creates resistance that creates thermal energy. And then that thermal energy is transmitted into the pot and from the pot into the water, it excites the water molecules and is thereby creating a phase transition whereby water is actively going from liquid to steam. And that is what boiling is. But I think most people would recognize that that's, while that is an answer of why there is water boiling in the pot on the stove, it's a mechanistic answer. And it's not wrong, but it's probably not the answer you were looking for. So say you come downstairs and you ask your wife the same question and she responds with, oh, I'm making some tea. Would you like some? So that's an intentional response to the why question. So I think there's two ways whys can go. And I think that and when a lot of people are asking why in relation to like where, where me and Mark were asking why, we're at, we're, we want mechanisms. What are the underlying mechanisms giving rise to these processes such that we would see the world in the way that you're describing it that we do not see it as? I think that's an excellent answer. Um, this next question, I see Mercedes had to mute there for a minute, so hopefully everything's all right over there. But... This one's for the globe side anyways. And I know this because the person asking the question's name is LJ for $1.99. Why don't we have the remain of any asteroids? But we do, they're called meteorites when they hit the uh, atmosphere. Yes, also, tons of yeah, so like we do, but uh, even then, we do need to understand that a lot of them are, I mean, you can get some decently sized ones. It really just depends on the size of the asteroid entering Earth's atmosphere. Yeah. But even the six kilometer, six mile wide Shikshalub impactor that wiped out the dinosaurs 65 million years ago, this thing was not six miles by the time it like got to the Earth because it's going to burn up in the atmosphere. Now, I'm not saying it was only two miles or something. It, it would have shrunk relatively by, by a small amount. But these things burn up in the atmosphere and they break apart in the atmosphere. And that's what Mark was referring to is they break apart and some of these pieces land in places and those are leftovers. You're never going to get a whole one because e even if it was whole all the way toward hitting the earth, once it hits the earth moving at, you know, 27,000 miles per hour, it's going to just, it's going to practically vaporize. Yeah. But you still do find partial fragments of meteorites all over the place. We have tons of them. And we know that they're, they're not from Earth because of the, the chemical sort of signature of them. Mm -hmm. um, and, um, yeah, so and, and a better question is sort of why, why are these people lying about satellites coming down in their backyard in Australia kind of thing? That's such some random person. I don't know why they're in on the conspiracy as well. Also, just, just really quickly, I wanted to add, I oh, who was it? Was it Tutankhamun? I can't remember, but there was uh, some leader in the ancient world who had a knife that it was made from, from meteorite, from iron that was found in a meteorite. And I think that experts really? knew that from the particular isotope of iron that, they, that was yes. traced in, in the blade. 
So we've made stuff from the remnants of asteroid impacts, or asteroids, rather. All right, I see spin, $1.99. Can the dome be detected by scientific instruments? Yes. I assume they're referring to the firmament. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's why I pointed out the uh, encyclopedia reference that I made, because obviously if they can measure how high up the dome goes and they can shoot things at the dome from the oh, Operation Fishbowl. 15,000 feet? 25,000 feet? How high did they measure it to be? You said they measured how high it was. What number did they get? Um, I'd have to, I'd have to go back and look how high they said it was um, to be up. I used to know it off the top of my head, like two years ago. Yes, I did used to know it off the top of my head, yeah, but I think I it. I I believe that in the center, it is like what you said, close to like the twenty thousand range. But I can't quite remember because it's been a while. So planes just don't work, or they pass the firmament because the average um, flight level for um, a commercial flight is three fifty. 35,000 feet. Some can go as high as 42,000 feet, particularly military jets. So are they just passing the firmament or maybe there isn't one? Or maybe it's just taller. Because every time we go that high, what's, oh, it's, just, it's just up further then, I guess, because that's totally not ad hoc. And what is it? The Concorde goes higher? Um, that's the mm -hmm. flight between France and um, uh, America, I believe, with the Concorde? Something like that. All right, yeah, I don't make question. any claims as to exactly how high it is because I haven't personally measured it or anything like that. And so they, like NASA and the uh, the people who went and did the, the fishbowl experiments, they make claims about that, but I'm not 100% confident in their claims. How would you go about measuring the height? Like what methods would you use to do that? Would you just get in a plane and go up or get in a balloon and go up until you hit something? Or how would you... <laughs> That's pretty. Good. I mean, if if if, all if, the questions, if, it, if all it refracts, all if it refracts electromagnetic radiation, theoretically, we could send radio waves up, like we do with planes and stuff, primary radar, and it would bounce off because you said the firmament is physical, uh, and it can be measured. But we don't get that. We do get. They that. bounce it's off satellites, but otherwise, they the signals just keep going. We get it. It's called skywave technology. Thank you. Let's go on but to the next why? question. Okay. Before, okay. We, before yeah, we do go on to the next, next question, okay. Justin, is it okay just for, it'll only take a second. Can I just share my screen for just a second? Yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, this is from my thing. So, um, so this right here is from it. I can back it up because he actually opens up the book so you can see that it's from the actual encyclopedia um, Britannica. So 13,000 feet high. But look at where it's at. It's in relevance to New Zealand. So. It's New Zealand. Oh, it's very high all the way across the earth. So that was the 1958 encyclopedia that said it was the 13,000 feet by New Zealand. Um, and it said the degrees of latitude, right? So it said, um, Mamurdo sound on December 22nd, 1955 and made exploratory flights, flights over unknown parts of the continent until January 18th, 1956. When they returned to New Zealand, these flights proved the inland areas to be featureless in character with a dome 13,000 feet high at about latitude 80 degrees south, longitude 90 degrees east. Um, and new mountain ranges were located at about latitude, I can't see what he's, his fingers covering it up, and 50 west. So the dome, since it's a dome, right, if you're closer to the outer skirts of the dome, obviously that dome is going to be closer to you. 
than it is if you're at the center of the dome and how high it is up at the center. So, and planes don't fly over there. They won't fly over that way. Right for New Zealand. Plane... No, I'm not talking sure about in New Zealand. I'm not talking about New Zealand. I'm talking about where the dome is that low. They won't fly on places where it's that low, which is usually over like the parts of Antarctica that people aren't allowed to go to anyway. Because as well, we sure believe on the flat earth, we believe that there's the wall, as you guys know. We believe that there's the wall of Antarctica that covers the earth and that you're not allowed to go to Antarctica unless it's a 66 degree latitude, which is in the Antarctic Treaty. All right. Well, since and you've got the floor real of quick, Mercedes, our next super chat is for you from John for $5. And they ask you, if you saw water flow uphill, describe what you would do to figure out the best explanation based on the evidence in front of you. Hmm. If I saw water flow uphill, um, I guess I would observe what could be causing the anomaly. Um, I would check to see if there was any electrostatic or any kind of weird sort of magnetic field around it that could be causing it to act different than what water should be acting. Uh, weather differences, um, just, just anything that could be an anomaly, I guess, that would be causing it to flow uphill instead of downhill. Is it the same thing affecting a ball? If I drop a ball, is that ball going to start rolling uphill? Is it just the water? And so, yeah, it kind of push the limits. Yeah, it would be like someone asking me if I had a basketball in my hand and when I dropped it, if it would go up instead of down. Like <laughs> I would have to assess what anomaly is occurring for that to be happening. <laughs> Is it really water we're looking at? And so, yeah, we're going to ask a yeah. lot of questions. We're going to really try to investigate it. Yeah, the con exactly. Explore the contents of the water. What's in the water? Is it just water? Is there something added to the water? Um, Kango 44, uh, 5NZ. I'm not sure if that's what, what that currency is, but um, their question is, I have, I have to take gravity on Earth. I have to take gravity and earth curve into account for my day job. Am I part of the Illuminati lizard people conspiracy? I wonder what is What's day his job? day job. I wonder if yeah, I, like, I don't even know who this guy is. So this is just going to be a random person claiming this. And so I, I have no way. I mean, it kind of does matter. You guys because are dodging the question. How am I going to come out? Am I a part of the conspiracy? So you don't know the guy. Oh. It doesn't matter. He's claiming he has to take these into account for his day job. Is he a part of this grand lie? Is he lying? He very if well not, then why does he have I to don't, use these I'm not going to judge, but Leo, I'm not going to judge him. I don't know him. That's the whole point. If you don't know someone, how can you judge if they're in on yeah, something yeah, but or not? He has to take earth curvature into account, and you guys would say there is none. So why does he have to do that then? For his job. I don't, I don't know, know of any job that would make you do that, but I, I mean, that, that doesn't mean he's a few part of there. anything or that he is, but I can't comment on that because I don't know which job it actually is. If he said which job it was, I might be able to, to say something to that. Yeah, we don't have enough information to really make a full assessment, a good assessment on that. If we're not NASA. We don't claim to be um, uh, omniscient. We don't claim to be omniscient. Like, let's 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 be theoretical. Let's say he's working for NASA. If he's working for NASA and he has to take that to account every day for his job, then he probably is just someone being intentionally deceived by the people at the top. 
what if he works for a shipping company and he, he's the one that sets like helps develop and update the shipping lanes or something like that and in order to do that because the shipping lanes are on a globe a planet that orbits a star uh, and planets are round because of their gravity he has to take the fact that the planet is round because of its gravity into account when he sets those shipping lanes and i'm not sure that this is how it works it doesn't matter but what if that were his day job instead of working at nasa if the earth is a globe then why does he have to take this into account if the earth is a globe that's the whole underlying it's a globe. assumption that you've got built into your question it's a loaded well, question it it's really more a question about um if somebody in their their work has to use principles that require the earth to be a globe like as i said when i used to work in satellite communications right or, or help out satellite techno technicians um does that mean i'm part of a conspiracy i think is what he's asking not intentionally no you're not intentionally being a part of it, so you can't be held responsible for it because you don't know what Why you don't know. Why does it work? Why do shipping lanes work? Okay, okay. Why when you follow gonna, them, I'm, do you gonna, arrive I at your gonna, I can answer that. I, I can answer that. Actually, okay, we should move on because that's a completely different oh, question. Oh, because you finally asked me a question about the... maps, and I'm ready to just nail it. It's, it's up to Justin. Oh, I think so we I should let – yeah, I think I, we should let him, but sure. All right, let's go. Okay. All right. So, well, it's up to Justin. Off, we go off of, I, I'm I'm perfectly fine with it. We do have a million more like super chats still coming in. Um, all I'm concerned about is that our 500 plus viewers get their super chats read. As long as I've got the yes. four of you with me, we'll do this. As long as we got to do this. I'm go. with you, Justin. Till the end, okay. mate. Till the end. So I was in the army for eight years, and we learned land navigation, and all the maps we used in land navigation were flat maps, right? Now we learned about how we need to take magnetic declination into account. Were you going halfway? This is what happens when you take a, a flat map. Were you crossing you oceans? Get it to go around a ball. You get all these like overlaps, right? When you take a flat map and put it around a ball, you get a ton of these overlaps, right? In land nav. We never had to take any kind of overlap into account. Sorry, we're, the Earth is actually a globe, and we need to adjust for the overlap because were you guys navigating across oceans? Way, right? A flat map, you don't. There's, there's no overlapping process. It's, were you guys how, navigating across oceans? That's why they work because there is no overlap. Were he, you guys navigating across oceans? Were you going sixty-two hundred miles in your journey? There is no overlap. Are you? No, that's not I what I asked you. What I asked you is, what, what are the maximum distances that you guys were tracking over that you had your maps for? I was in the army. miles, maybe? Okay. Yeah, you, you, you've said that. I'm asking you. These maps that you used, they led you across whole-ass oceans? I didn't claim that they led me across Okay. So shipping lanes do cross oceans so where you may have been traveling where you don't need to use geodesics to understand the terrain that you're on because it's a small enough region if you zoomed in on a basketball close enough it would look flat because it's it, you're at looking at such a small point on the sphere that to you it looks flat that's what it looks like to us on the earth but that's not the way it is that's why shipping lanes have to use geodesics when they're set you could shoot I was artillery. I was artillery, and we could shoot a garbage can from twenty miles away, dead on, and there was no account for twenty coverage. miles. 
Yeah. 20 I miles. Would, I, I, you're not using geodesics no, no at 20 miles. Try 2,000 miles. Try 2,000. So it's, it's wine surveying. There's, there's two types of surveying. There's sort of normal land surveying, which is done, done over short distances, and there's geodesic surveying, which is done over very, very long distances. And when they do geodesic surveying, they've got to take the curvature of the Earth into account. I will say this just as a quick tidbit. My dad was in the Navy for 10 years, and part of the reason why he uh, also went to Flat Earth especially is because he was in, he was one of those guys that was in charge of telling them like where to navigate the missiles and everything else. He was in Operation Desert navigate Storm it. and all that. Um, no, navigate the missiles, like where where to, where oh, to shoot. Yeah. Um, so he was in Desert Storm and things like that, and the distance that they were able to shoot through the water should not have been possible on the globe. And they did not Missiles. account for any curvature at all. And this was across oceans, obviously. Missiles that can basically alter tra trajectory. Probably, yeah. Yeah, the well, it's a missile that alters trajectory into account. Yes. And they yeah. weren't shooting missiles across oceans. Missiles can't travel for forty five hundred miles. But we can't get bombs. Say... But, but we can get bombs to go very large distances. But we first have to send them up into space. I didn't say you shot the missile across the ocean. They just they traveled across different oceans, and where they ended up, it was all it was all by a flat Earth map too, just the same way as I Kyle bet. was saying. But mm -hmm, he still believed in the globe at the time. But if you look up the navigational uh, map. Yeah. The aviation map, like all of them are flat earth maps. Sorry, Mercedes, you, you sort of seem to be saying that he was in charge of like firing where the missiles were headed to. But then you say, hey, he traveled across oceans. I'm not sure what one has got to do with the other. Because the guy firing the missiles or deciding where to fire the missiles... Because of what Leo not gonna, said, because Leo... It, well, just let me Leo, finish. He's not going to okay. be doing the navigation for the boats over a large distance. He's just going to be firing the missiles. That's all. Right, right. But Leo was concerned last time about what Kyle said if he had to go over oceans. So I was just stating that, yes, okay. my dad did have to go over oceans. So he saw those but, same but maps. But he wasn't doing the saw. navigation. Yeah, he wasn't, but that's the maps that the navigators were using were those. Well, that would have been using maps based upon a globe Earth that would be flattened out and coordinates given. There is no overlap. A... There is no yeah, overlap. I, I watched a documentary yeah, literally from means. the official U.S. Navy YouTube about uh, supercarriers, and they were talking about maps, and the word geodesics came up when the navigator was explaining his job. So well, if, maybe if they didn't dad... back then when your dad was in the Navy, but they do now. So Look, somehow Mercedes, if your dad still knows reason? people <laughs> from the Navy, he should talk to the navigators about they, how they navigate. He should probably talk to them because they will know how to navigate over extreme distances and they will have to take in curvature of the earth and their calculations of the most efficient routes over sea lanes. Okay, and the other thing is, when we navigated by stars, they had to account for not only curvature of the Earth, but the rotation of the Earth, because then stars might be at different positions in the sky based on where you are on the curved surface of the Earth. So you can know where to look and you can judge based on where you're at relative to that constellation or those stars on the curved Earth and you can navigate properly. Somebody who would have been sailing from Scotland, like down to South America, is not going to have see the sky the same way as somebody sailing from china around to south america like it, it, but we have it, gps now yeah we have gps oh, we don't use no, but i was just saying that GPS even way correct, back so when they had to account for accurate. those factors you know the curvature of the earth and um even probably its rotation maybe maybe not its rotation but certainly its curvature 
Well, star maps were. Star star maps were. Did you know that star maps were different depending on the hemisphere that you were in? But we explained that later that that's based on where you're at. So there's the northern hemisphere and the southern hemisphere. So if one person's looking one way, the other one's looking. What does hemisphere mean? What does that word mean? We've almost practically gone over the definition (laughs) of the word hemisphere at this point. Kyle um, is holding on so tight to his words. The question, I believe, was technically meant for flat side. So, Kyle, take a couple seconds and let's move on. There's a new question. What's the new question? There's a, you were going to say something. You look like you I did. Were really. I, I, told, re- I, thought, I gave the demonstration of the overlap and about okay. how maps don't overlap. All right. Then with that, the next question is from Kingdom Within. Ten dollars. I believe the Bible says the earth is flat. It is He that sitteth upon the circle of the earth. Now define the word circle, if anyone can. Case closed. The earth is flat. Well, I don't a claim circle that is a geometric object. object. I think that's which, oh, 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 every oh, oh, object. Oh. Let's let Leo go ahead, Leo. So a circle is going to be a sort of geometric object where the uh, the curved line making the circle is equidistant from the center of it. So you can draw the radius and the radius is invariant all the way around that curved line. That would be a circle. Well, there's also... There's also a... Contributing myself. I'll let you finish, Mark. We'll just let flat reply to Leo real quick. Okay, sure. I was just going to say there's also a verse that kind of displays that this is a circle and not a not a ball. And also in that same Isaiah, uh, that's in the book of Isaiah, he does say ball later um, in a different verse. So there is two different Hebrew words for circle and ball. Uh, so he knew the difference. And then also in Job, um, it says, Job 38, 14, it is like a clay under the seal and his features stand out like a garment. Go ahead, so. Mark. Okay, so this is just one interpretation of the Bible. Other Christians vehemently disagree that that's what it means. It also means that the world also says that the world has corners, meaning that it would have to, if you're taking that completely literally, it would have to have like physical right angles somewhere in it, which we know isn't the case, and not even flat earthers believe that. Um, the only person I've talked to about that that has even claimed that has been Whitsett, and he sort of, I believe, he said, um, "Oh, we don't know what's beyond the ice wall, so possibly there could be corners. Who knows?" But a lot of these oh. things aren't taken literally by um, um, by any Christian. So it's just one interpretation. And I also especially... want to add that 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 earlier super chat under the uh, um, Helaman or uh, out of the Book of Mormon, it says, and thus, according to the world, the earth goeth back and it appeareth unto man that the sun standeth still. Yea, and behold, this is so for surely, excuse me, I'm talking, um, for surely it is the earth that moveth and not the sun. I already addressed that. Whoops. Yeah, so I just want to point out the Book of Mormon says that, and the the Bible it never really says that the Earth is flat and stationary. It just says, uh, "Excuse me, what is?" Can I please have my time to talk? I actually have a rebuttal there. Like, can can I actually take my time to talk? Let's let's let Mark. I wanted Mark to to close out. Kyle, I wanted Mark to close out the topic actually, so we could get to the next question. Um, So I appreciate Mercedes that you have a rebuttal, and that Kyle. Um, it gets you excited, but uh, Mark, finish your statement, Let's, please. Let me finish. Um, so um, it, it is only one interpretation, and a lot of people disagree. It does not literally describe the shape of the earth. It has to be taken as either a, a an interpretive thing or a metaphor, of, of because the, the Bible does give a lot of metaphors. So it really, it could go. Oh, see when it does, though. 
It tells you when it does. It tells you when it's being literal, and Genesis was pretty literal. It also says in 1 no, Chronicles 16, 30, he has fixed the earth firm and immovable. Psalm 93, 1, thou hast fixed the earth, earth immovable and firm. 96, 10, Psalm 96, 10, he has fixed the earth firm and immovable. Psalm 104, 5, thou did fix the earth on its foundation so that it can never be shaken. Isaiah 45, 18, who made the earth and fashioned it and himself fixed it fast. There are tons of verses more I could go into, especially Joshua and books they removed like Jasher and Enoch. Um, But it is definitely a biblical cosmology. And also, if you guys look in older Bibles, um, around the 1500s especially, they actually had pictations, pictures of the flat earth model in old Hebrew books. The Logos Company for Christianity actually made the ancient concept you guys have probably seen that one a million times but mm-hmm. they actually came out with that because they said that that is what christians believe so no we do not take it uh non-letter literally and metaphorically that is the uh schofield new age sort of doctrine that has infiltrated the churches in jesuit form um through religious ambiguous uh notions Mercedes, do you speak hebrew changed it um, I study Hebrew, but I don't speak it, no. Okay. And I don't think how, how, how well do you understand written Hebrew, particularly from thousands of years ago? I have to look up people that either have studied Hebrew for Okay, like so years you're not a life. Hebrew scholar. You're not, you're not an expert in the language, correct? I'm not an expert not just, in the language. Okay, but the, the reason I'm asking this is because all the experts in it don't agree with a lot of what you just said relative to Actually, what they do, written down. and no, I can point don't. to them. I, they absolutely I'd cite their names, but I don't want to be disrespectful to them. I, I do want to respond no, as well, that, that there are a lot of, lot of Christians that do believe the Earth is a globe. This is, again, another conspiracy theory that all these Christians are somehow not Christian, like a no true Scotsman kind of thing. Things like Psalms were obviously poetry. That, well, wait, I do were. want to make um, one Excuse me, I'm actually going to close this out. I want Mark to have the last word. Right. The thing was to us, not to you. Okay. This is how it works. The people who the question is directed or the statement is directed to get to close out. And that's what I've been allowing you to do. So please allow me to do the same. So let's be fair. Okay. So a, a lot of this kind of stuff is up to interpretation. The corners of the earth is up to interpretation. They all have different opinions on what that means and how it gets interpreted. Some do believe that it should be literally interpreted. The majority of Christians disagree because the majority of Christians do believe in a globe Earth, and that's just a fact. I'm sorry if that upsets you. It's just a fact. And anyway, I I don't know why we would believe the Bible for any kind of cosmology or science at all. It's not a science book. doesn't have anything to add on science. It's basically useless for science, so I don't know why we'd listen to it at all. Thank you. Eric Erpelding. Eric Erpelding, $5. GPS satellites are not balloons. How does GPS work on a flat Earth? That's a loaded question. What's it loaded with? A presumption that they are not balloons. Okay. They're not balloons. They sit 14,500 miles above sea level. They're not balloons. They're satellites. Say what you want. That well, convince- I think that's, well, no, that, the that's, that's a fact. I would I would say that uh, GPS doesn't always work. I come from Montana originally, and sometimes it goes out when you're in the mountains. So yeah, that, that's you losing signal to it, not it being inaccurate. You're just it would be like the the internet. If your internet cuts out, that doesn't mean that like all of the internet somehow failed. It just means that you are no longer connected to it. That's the exact same thing of it failing. 
No. Mm. The GPS system works just fine. You're just no longer connected to it. Then that's not working. Well, no, it, it's working and you're just not connected to it. Your device is not strong enough to pick it up at whatever place that you're at. But that doesn't mean that there's something wrong with the system. It means there's why something it, wrong with your... Why? It means why there's is something... It, I'm about to explain why if I could get there. It, it has to do with your device that's trying to pick it up. But why is it strong enough to pick it up sometimes and not other times? Because it well, depends it's because on where of the satellites size. are. Be yeah, because if you go up mark. to the base of a mountain or you have a pillar, it's, it's going to block the signal. Whereas if the satellite's directly over you, then it can just go straight up. It all depends on sight lines. So places like mountains and things, you might have to wait until the satellite actually comes over you in order to connect to that satellite because it works as a direct line of sight thing. But you can go out to the middle of the Australian outback in the middle of the desert with like literally nobody for kilometres around thousands of kilometres it, it will work perfectly. I also uh, yeah. wanted to add that um, uh, our GPS satellites, because they're so far outside of Earth's gravitational field, we actually, and this is how we know that at least special rel relativity in general is true, is um, the clocks on our GPS satellites, because they're further outside of Earth's gravitational field and so experience less gravitational time dilation, um, the clocks on our GPS satellites have to be consistently readjusted to the atomic clocks we have here on Earth. If we did not do this, the GPS on your phone would be in a 24-hour period, in a mere 24-hour period, would be off by seven miles. Okay. Um, so going... Oh, oh we lost, we lost Leo. I sort think of. that was a mic drop, maybe. Okay. I don't know what that was. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just talking. Oh, no, that's so, funny. That's a good one. Um, Aiden replied to me earlier. He was asking about the density of things and loop-de-loops. He clarifies, <laughs> why do more dense things always go down? Why not make a loop-de-loop -loop or go sideways? Is that directed at us? Yes. I would imagine so, yeah. I feel like Kyle and I already explained that. I don't know how more simple it can be. Yeah. There's a natural downward force. There's a natural down and up. They think it's relative. We don't. We think there is an actual up and down. We're not like Brian Cox over there claiming that the earth is actually rising upward. No. Yeah, we're not the flatter society. That's government run. <laughs> Provably. Okay. Um, Wait, can I just ask one quick clarifying question on that? Yeah, yeah. We have two more um, questions so left. Okay, so you're saying that there's there is some force that makes more dense things go down, but it's it's just there and we don't know what it is and we can't explain it. Is that what you're saying? That there the, the, when you say like natural force or that it's like naturally there or whatever it was that you said, are you just saying that it's there and we don't know anything about it? And I guess that's that. Not what I said at all. No, there's there's a natural magnetic force to the ground. So there's a negative and positive in nature. That's why when you take two magnets together, you can stick a positive and negative and they'll naturally charged. attract each other. Let's be honest. If you take a compass, charged. if you yes. get a compass out, it will always point north. Yeah. That's so there is always magnetic, a, that's because of Earth's right. magnetic field, which does because, nothing to force yeah. things down. Yeah. Because you'd but have then, to account for neutral objects that still fall and they're not charged. They don't experience the electromagnetic force then. So what would be forcing them down? Do you have an example of something neutrally charged? 
Uh, yeah, most things. Most things are not electrically Why do you, charged. No, I didn't. Okay. Most things can be electrically charged. We just have to align the poles of the electrons that make them up. Neutrons are electrically neutral. Shit, quarks have fractional electric charge. Like the up quark is a plus two-thirds electric charge. So electric charge is very interesting. It can come in fractions. Um, you can have positive, negative, and you can also have neutral, in which case you will not experience electromagnetic forces. I think okay. you might be too drunk for me to understand what you're talking about. No, I'm just, I understand physics and you don't. That's what According to Harvard, the Earth's surface is negatively charged relative yes. to the lower edge of the ionosphere. Mm -hmm. um, and the ionosphere is way up except, there, I believe. Except in and one case. Water, I'm just wait, I wanted to make one point. I wanted to make one point. Okay. Water, which is the best conductor of electricity, is considered to be positively charged. Mm -hmm. So that means that water will be drawn more to the negative force. But actually, sometimes in rare occasion, or well, actually it happens quite frequently, the Earth becomes positively charged. And that's when a lightning strike occurs. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it can happen. So why don't things fly up? Why, if the charge is reversed and that's what's causing things to go down, why don't things fly up just before they hit the It does. When, like, Earth is... when, you, when you rub a, a balloon on your hair and you hold it up here, it makes your, your hair fall that's, up. When, that's when static. When lightning... When exactly that's static. Electromagnetic yeah, no, static, static static is different. Yeah, that's yeah. different. Static first. electricity <laughs> is different from electromag it is a feature of right. there's electrostatics, which is yes. a feature of electromagnetism that studies specifically static, which means like stationary, not moving. Static electricity, but static electricity is one out of uh, probably close to a dozen different instances of electromagnetism. Mm -hmm. We got electromagnetic induction, we've got electrostatics, magnetostatics. I mean there, there's <laughs> there's a lot out there actually. there's so many of them but my point oh, is that if it is the negative charge with... of the earth that is is causing us to go downwards then why is when it is reversed to be a positive charge that we don't go upwards that's that's my whole point or at least be unaffected by gravity i was on i was under the impression that leo was saying that not everything is electromagnetic and no he... not everything carries an electric no. charge that's okay. what I said. Which is yeah, he changed. He clarified. Contradicting PBS's Nova when they said. I don't care what PBS's Nova says. I care what physicists totally and electromagnetism PBS. say. Well, let, let I care about finish, how right? I understand electromagnetism as a fundamental interaction in nature. That's what yeah. I care about. If, if, Do you think neutrons are electrically charged? Hold on, hold on. Mark, you just asked Leo yeah, I, to sorry, let Kyle fault, yeah, finish. Yeah, Kyle, go ahead. Okay. I was just saying it's totally okay for you to disagree with PBS when they claim that electromagnetism is the root of the universe and the whole reason why well, it's not. You don't pass <laughs> They're wrong. The is because of electromagnetism. That's their claim. And so if you want to disagree with them, that's totally electrostatic okay repulsion more specifically. Yes. Uh, but electromagnetism mm -hmm. is not the glue of the universe. That would either be strong interactions because that's what holds protons and neutrons together and subsequently what holds atomic nuclei well, together. I, I or it's gravity, which holds literally like everything in the universe together and not at a small scale. Like <laughs> I think those are the strong nuclear force is probably the, the main one. In, in yeah. The, you know, yeah. Yeah. I applaud your. That's why your, we have matter. <laughs> All right. Oh, this is just basic standard model physics. Anyways, I'm, I'm done. Okay. Uh, Displacement Gamer, $10. What is the exact radius of the ice wall? Additionally, what methods or strategies are in place to prevent unauthorized access to any and all parts of that huge area? 
The Antarctica Treaty that was signed by over 150 nations. And I feel like we already answered the first question because we said that we can't go there. That's the whole point. We can only go to the 66 southern latitudes. So I feel like I said that a million times. Regular patrols. Also, the the Antarctic Treaty is just an agreement between countries to not station any military operations there and not to conduct any mining operations there. That would sort of upset the balance. That's not all it says. Go read it. I'm reading it right now, actually, and Mark's right. Part one. Oh, and no, our, part one and freezes. Part one and freezes. Yeah. What? So you, right when you said part one, then you froze. Oh no! It says art period. So I'm assuming Article One, Antarctica shall be used for peaceful purposes only. Article Two, freedom of scientific investigation in Antarctica and cooperation toward that end shall continue. And Article Three, scientific observations and results from Antarctica shall be exchanged and made freely available. That, that's all it does. That that's it. Those are the articles of the agreement of the treaty. Okay, how much it says nothing it about, ha ha, you cannot go past this particular latitude. Yeah, it doesn't say that. I'm sorry. How much does it cost to get a permit? Look, the fact that we have capitalism does not mean anything. <laughs> I'm sorry. Well, it depends on what kind of like trip you want to take there. If you're just doing tourism and you want to go to Antarctica, you, you don't need a scientific permit. If you want okay. to conduct That's scientific tests in Antarctica, we don't want to do we don't want to do a cruise. We want to just get it there and go and travel well, as we please. How I mean, the, pro- the, the problem is that they don't want people running or because, like I said, it's a delicate ecosystem. And if they let anybody do any kind of testing in Antarctica. They might do something to, you know, cause an ice sheet to break off or cause some kind of other calamity. Um, they they will do sort of um, tours where you can go to specific places. Yeah, sure that they'll do that. Um, yeah, but you just, know, and I, I, just I don't know. They're not going to let you wander around Antarctica unmonitored with no permits for anything. Like, yeah, so how much you just don't you just don't need to be there then at that point. So and if there's you do actually that, you will probably die. You could get a scientific permit to say that you're going to go find the wall and show everybody here's the wall and let's look over. We, we found a way to climb it and look over. <gasps> there's the edge. There's the edge of the earth, but nobody will ever find that because it doesn't oh, no, exist. No, no, no. Walk all the way across Antarctica, see what's on the other side. How much is the permit? Well, I well, really people quick, have guys. done cross Antarctica trips to like the South Pole and okay, stuff. How much is but the permit? The, well, I, I don't know. I haven't looked it up, but they have to be in physical con- prime physical condition because it's really dangerous. It, it's it's absolutely freezing down there. Why? And the you don't have to get a permit to go to a designated wilderness area in the here in the United States. Like they're around here. Oh my goodness, there might be mountain lions. They don't care if a mountain lion okay, comes well, and eats me out in a designated those are called wilderness. Parks. Antarctica Why isn't de- designated as a park. Antarctica isn't designated as a park designated wilderness area that's not a national park but so wilderness areas are out there they would be a form of a park um yes uh <clears throat> they would be handled by parks and rec is a national um, park i didn't i never once said national park i just said park there's state parks there's county parks there's community parks there's a lot of different kind of parks antarctica isn't any of them okay you i just can... wanted to quickly bring this up really fast because i uh, have quickly 14... Okay, I'll be quick. There's the 14 articles of the treaty. Obviously, I'm not reading them all. I'm just reading the two that matter. Antarctica shall be used for people 
peaceful purposes, any military measures with the exception of use of military assets for scientific research or any other peaceful uh, purpose are prohibited. So that was the one that you were talking about. But the 60th South degree latitude that you said did not exist does. It's the sixth one. It says the provision of the treaty applies to the area south of the 60th of south of the 60th South degree latitude. Yes, that's so right. It is, it is in there. Yeah. Yeah, it applies to that region, but nothing in the treaty says that people can't go there. In fact, I'm just looking here for US, Australian, and British citizens, no visa is required for Argentina if you go through Argentina, if you stay for less than 90 days. However, a reciprocal fee is charged to US and Australian citizens. For US citizens, the fee is $160, and for Australian, it's $100 uh, Australian dollars. Um, you said. It says that the freedom of scientific investigation in Antarctica and cooperation as applied during IGY shall continue. So everything everything it talks about between expeditions, all are talking about scientific programs that they have to approve. It's not it's not just what we're saying is that it's not just anybody like I can't just go. No, you can get a permit. You can apply for a permit from the government because the region past the 60th latitude is designated as a, and what is it? An environmental protection area, if you do read that treaty. That's what it's designated is. It's not designated as a no-go zone. It isn't designated as some kind of off-limits. Environmental protection. So you can apply for a visa. You can apply for a permit. You probably will have to um, in some way say why you're going there. Why would they have to because protect it if it's just because the ecosystem of it's it's not just Iceland. It's a very delicate ecosystem where a yes. lot of damage can be done by people doing very minor things like breaking off ice, putting cracks in the ice. It can it can disrupt the balance of that ecosystem very easily, and we understand this. It it it's a it, it's most of it is just ice. Right? It's not land. Right. And there's conservation here. Uh, to the next question from John for $2. Uh, Kyle, does the down electrostatic force act on gas? Yeah. Why okay. wouldn't it? <laughs> Richie Constitution, $5, says, I work on an ICBM, and we test it often using a globe model, and it works. Flat Earthers, how do you explain that? I'm not convinced. He tests do. what? He tests ICBMs. what? Can I just hear that again? I think that's an intercontinental ballistic missile. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I'm cool. not sure if I believe I that either. That he does. Age of Empires cheat code. ICBM. Okay. All the ICBMs I saw on uh, NASA.gov said that they based it off a of flat non-rotating Earth, so I don't know. I have a feeling Plus. that NASA's probably actually not saying anything about ICBMs. That would be the Department yeah, of Defense saying that. Correct. You'd yeah. be surprised how much NASA actually deals with missiles. Um, yeah, I, I'm familiar with that. I understand how they're connected. It used to, to be NACA, after all. <laughs> I don't know if that's true. Well, NACA was it the did. national... Yeah, it did, it did. It was the National Aeronautic Committee of America, I think, or something like that. It, it was was an aerodynamics place before mm-hmm. it was... That doesn't, I don't know what that's supposed to change, though. Well, That's when they were openly talking about missiles. Quick, kind of 
Well, the, usually the, the missiles are more associated with J, uh, JPL these days in Jet Propulsion Laboratories, which is mm -hmm. adjacent to NASA, but it's not the same thing. And because NASA does use rockets, a lot of those fields do overlap. But if you're talking about ICBMs, which are designed to be fired up, use the rotation of the Earth, and then come back down in like a massive arc using the rotation of the Earth to do their parabola, then you're probably talking, you know, not NASA because that's not what they're doing. They're firing things up and they're not supposed to come hurtling down on somebody. Ideally. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Ideally. Our last super chat of the night, John for $2 says, Kyle, you definitely need permits to go to some U.S. parks. Mm -hmm. That is true. Yeah. Zion National Park, you need to get a And permit. there are places, I think, where you can't go because they're considered conservation areas and they don't want humans there because it could disturb the ecosystem. It's not because they're trying to hide a secret base under Yellowstone that has aliens in it. It's because they don't want you to disturb the delicate ecosystems that exist in these areas. Let's but let nature be nature and let's regulate from, these areas, keep them about. safe and keep humans out of them. Yeah. Zion National Park, which is not too far from where I live, uh, that's totally different from designated wilderness area that I'm talking about. Well, when I was making designated wilderness, wilderness area, area, it's an environmental protection area covered by a treaty of 60 something countries, I think. All right. Well, that brings us to the end of an incredibly epic flat versus globe debate. Thanks. Well, first, let me thank the four of you. Uh, that was a lot of fun. I really oh, enjoyed that. Um, yeah, thanks, Justin. And thanks to the interlocutors. That was that was mm -hmm. hugely fun. I had a great time. So thank yeah, you so much. Um, for, I want to point the... out quick, Mercedes told us at the start of the debate that her headset was broke. So she's been holding <laughs> on been... to that <laughs> yeah, microphone yeah. <laughs> to the side of her head uh, for almost four hours. So props. Um, oh, yeah. um, here's my little dog, Aria, by the way, for anyone who's <laughs> wanted to see her again. Can Don't punch any with anybody with your left arm, Mercedes, because you're probably going to send them through the wall. Yeah. And tell us where we let's can... get a Kickstarter for a Mercedes headset, please. Let's raise some money to get her a working headset, um, please. Okay, Aria, sweetie. All right. Um, yeah, don't forget to like, subscribe. Uh, and I'm going to be heading over to Matters Now to do an after show and discuss how this debate went and explore some topics even further. Everyone in the audience is welcome to come on over to at matters now and, and join us it's an open stage um i believe doc dino also hosting an after show and uh yeah where can we find any one of you at any given day mark let's start with you um i'm at mark Reed atheism on youtube i do kind of um debate reviews i do counter apologetics i do all kinds of fun stuff have a good time um and i i love doing debate so if you like debate come over to my channel if you are interested in sort of counter apologetics and uh calling out uh really bad ideas so thank you and leo how about you uh people can find me at leo Phileas. i i also do debates and post them to my channel or have talk some talks with people on my channel um I'm, I mostly focus on a lot of topics in physics and the philosophy of physics with an emphasis more in areas of cosmology and quantum mechanics. I also focus on the philosophy of science with a specialty in the, the metaphysics specifically of science. Um, I recently did a review of a video that appeared about a year ago on Capturing Christianity's channel where he had Dr. Thomas Bogardis on talking about presenting a novel argument that, that Dr. Bogardis has 
with regard to naturalism and the, the successes of scientific explanation, where he argues that if naturalism is true, then scientific explanations cannot succeed. So if you're interested in those kinds of things, uh, you can head on over. Don't subscribe. It's a terrible channel. Don't do it. I, I beg you, please. Oh, that's, not, that's a lot. That's a lot. <laughs> Kyle, how about you? Where can people find you any given day? I'm on YouTube with Abolish NASA. Just at Abolish NASA. Kyle Adams, there I am. All right. And Mercedes, your first time here at Modern Day Debate. Hope to see you again soon. But in the meantime, if anybody was interested, where would they go to find you? Um, on Telegram, I'm known as the Outcast Researcher. And then on YouTube, I just had to change channels recently because of the uh, getting kicked off. So now I'm the T-H-E-E, Great Awakening. Um, don't have much on there right now um, after getting kicked off. But yeah, the Telegram channel is definitely a viable one. And we'll see if I can ever get YouTube to agree with me. <laughs> All right. And uh, I'm Justin. I was the moderator tonight and I'm with Modern Day Debate and it's 162,000 subscribers strong. Super proud of that. And that's all because of you guys. Thank you so much for hanging out with us. Thanks for your Thank support. you to our moderator who did this for like yeah. four and a half hours. Thank you. <laughs> it's, it's, the, the real plane is on Aria because the poor girl probably desperately needs to go outside and play in some snow and relieve herself. So as I go do that real quick before I Go join uh, Matters Now. That's what I'm going to do. Have a great night, everybody. See you all next time. I am not a crook. <laughs>